Hey, I'm Nashi. I'm Rizlar. And I'm Frosty. Welcome back to the Value Pack. Hold on, I have to gear, I have to gear check Nash right now. Alright, that is a full job. Dude, he CC'd me out of dance. What's happening? Oh, Rizlar! People look at you like you're crazy, and they refuse to admit <laughs> that it's pay to win, and just scream that it's pay to convenience! It's pay to convenience! Big money, big money, big money, big, big money! money! Oh, shit! We got it! We fucking got it! And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Value Pack Podcast. A uh, lot of stuff to go over today. Lots of things on uh, Global Labs. DevNote got released. We got to talk about that. Some Arena of Solaire news. Uh, Drac, uh, Succession Drac, I should specify, I suppose, is finally, finally, finally getting nerfed. So a lot of things to talk about today. But first, we got to thank our lovely, lovely patrons. Daniel Sandland, Garmoth.com, Hawaiian, Laggy Skills, Melt on Your Mouth, Manaria, and Wavesy. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. As well as all of our subscribers on our Twitch channels, which you can find in the description down below. Frosty, Nyash. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello. Nash, I'm gonna, Nayashi, I'm gonna ask you to speak Nay a little louder. Yeah, Nayashi just woke up five seconds ago, so he's a bit quiet. Yeah, he's, qu he's quiet. Yeah, yeah, if I turn him up that. now, later on, once he's, you know, really excited. Talking about Maywa. We'll get blown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once we go over that list of Frostlar changes, which is just crazy, oh he's gonna get God, real loud. The best. It is the best. <laughs> All yeah. right, so uh, Global Labs first, yeah? Yeah, Global Labs first. So I, I, I was thinking we just go down the list from uh, top to bottom as it's listed in the notes with the, the class Alrighty. changes down. So to preface this, we got a, a huge list of balance changes on Global Labs on Thursday. They announced they were going to do so on a dev note like a couple days before. And uh, it's so weird. It's like balance changes like this vast are arguably more exciting than actual new content arguably right it's like i i don't know there's something about the hype around like well fuck man am i about to be nuts or am i about to suck <laughs> where you just <laughs> like log in like what's gonna happen oh True. um but but they did a, a mix of pve and pvp balance they said there were a few classes that were overperforming in pvp a few classes overperforming in pve and then they want to bring a lot of the bad classes up to the same level in pve they didn't quite do that. I'll I'll explain in detail as we go on, but there's going to be another patch next week. I don't know how big. The only thing we know for sure next week's patch is Sakuno is getting something for PVE and Suck uh, Strikers getting nerfed, but they're in PVE. But there might be more. We don't we don't know. I assume there will be a few more things, but who knows? I don't want anyone to get their hopes up because there are a few classes not even in this list, uh, like Zerker and Ranger. And depending on who you ask or how you look at it, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. I, you know, just depends. I right. saw, yeah. I think it may have been in the Reddit post for the Global Labs notes. Someone was really, really, really upset that Zerker was not getting nerfed in the patch. In PvP? Yeah. Yeah. I Which is like... I, I get it, like, Suck Zerker is still very annoying, but how are you more concerned about that than Drac? Like, it's a time for celebration. We can be mad later. <laughs> like, Wait, yeah. why are they still complaining about 
Sucksurker. I mean, Sucksurker is still insane. Well, here we'll. I mean, it's still really strong. We'll see what happens after these changes. Yeah, it is, but it's not near as bad as it was before. No, absolutely. You can actually see see them now, which is nice. But they still don't have to manage their stamina whatsoever. Sure. Right is the main the main complaint. Their their ability to get in and out is is really really easily done. I think is is the main complaint. Yeah. Um. It's fair. So like yeah, I could use some more nerfs, but like, why are you more mad at that than happy that Suckdrack is finally getting nerfed? I don't oh, know. Weird. Suckdrack. Yeah, that's Secret. a good point. Actually, maybe it's a Suckdrack player that would explain a lot. <laughs> maybe. Also, the result of the Suckdrack getting nerfed probably means more Mooses and and Zerkers. So maybe that's why. True. All right. So let's start from the. No top. wait. The next uh, FOTM is a uh, DK. What are you talking about? No, no, no. They're a bad class and they can't do anything. So, <laughs> so warrior warrior got a couple things. So the first thing is um, their their DP buffs no longer overlap or stack. Um, they can only have one DP buff up at a time. I assume the highest one, just like on other classes, is the one that will take precedence. Um, but now use when it says uh, when using great sword defense, scars of dusk, dust slash, merciless war cry, and guard skills. All defense increase effects that are applied have been changed so that they do not overlap. So this is essentially a, uh, a, a tankiness nerf. I think most of the time they have two of them up, but sometimes they have three of them depending on the situation. Mm. Um, but that's pretty significant because, you know, DP is DP. Uh, and then the big one, and this one was crazy too when we were reading it because the translation was so poor. I was like, dude... Is this saying what I think it says? But it's uh, grave digging. The speed reduction effect on successful hits of one through four skills has been changed. The move speed decrease attack, the attack cast and move speed decrease by 30% for 10 seconds has been changed to 10% for five seconds. Huge. Huge. So what, what was Nayashi as, as the resident Mewa who hates this class probably more than any other over the years? I remember when we... When Rezar asked the question, if you could remove any class from the game, I think it was actually Ellie started that that question. Your oh, response was was Warrior. So how how do you feel about this change? Um, this this changes everything. <laughs> I mean, this this that one skill alone was just so dramatic in how it impacted fights. Um, not even just between Warrior and my class, but many other classes for that matter too so i'm pretty excited about that change it's uh it's gonna hurt warriors a lot because they use that as a you know a means to keep up pressure but well i i think they're still perfectly capable of handling themselves i mean dude not getting slowed for like 10 fucking seconds on both attack and caspi for 30 percent that's going to be so impactful on my ability to actually fight that class. I can fight them pretty effectively, but still like not having to worry about that skill as much. will just, it, it'll just change the flow of the fight. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about it. And now that I have ice Fang as a slow debuffer, that's actually stronger than theirs. Now, maybe they'll start to feel the fucking pain that I've been feeling for years. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh yeah, no, it's it's good. It's going to impact a lot of fights for sure. Um, I think a lot of different classes will benefit 
from this nerf on the warrior. Res? Um, Alright, so I'm going to take two different approaches here, right? So, first I'm going to say that I I love that it's getting nerfed because fuck slows. I hate slows. Um, I feel like slows affect uh, some classes really disproportionately compared to others. Mm-hmm. So, a slow on Berserker feels really, really, really fucking brutal. A slow on Striker is, like, pretty whatever, in all honesty. Um, so, I'm excited for less slows. Now, let me take a different position. Uh, that skill, if I am, am... This knowledge maybe is incorrect now, but from back when I played Warrior, way, way back in the day, that skill is a very, very critical skill for zoning. Um... Yeah. It's 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 absolutely crucial to their one v one ability to buying time because you don't want to get hit with that shit. Um, so now with it being reduced as much as it is to being just a ten percent, which is like fucking nothing. Um, well, with the... add-ons, you might as well just assume add-ons. So seventeen percent. Yeah, but still, seventeen percent is like not crazy, right? right. Um, you can definitely just say, well, I'll just take the the slow, like the 17, let's say, percent slow, and, and do this trade right here, because it's absolutely worth it, like, 9 out of 10 times to take that trade. Whereas before, 9 out of 10 times, it was not worth it to take it. Yep. So, I think that it's a little brutal, honestly, in terms of it's going to really fuck with their, their 1v1 potential, especially when a lot of other classes have better slows um it's, it's just kind of fucked um who would you, not as an argument but who who would you say has a better slow besides like zerker right now well no one a you, better slow than currently or none of them have a better slow no than no no, yeah, because, because, no, no, because, no then the new version okay okay that's what yeah. i'm saying yeah so yeah then the new version yeah but like they're able to like just Cast Gravedigger and then instantly cancel it and go into something else. So their ability to like quickly get in and out of just applying a debuff on you, especially because it's on the immediate first hit. Whereas before, a long time ago, it used to be on the second hit. So you could actually like see the animation, S block and block it. So you actually had some level of skill level to you know dodging the slow. Now you don't have that. It's just like they just barely do a frame and then you get the slows on you and then they can fucking cancel out a grave digger so i don't know like it's so strong right now as it is the fact that they're they're nerfing it, it yeah it will impact it but i think it'll still be good it just won't be oppressive i, I yeah i don't know i i think if again if i'm trying to look at this as a former warrior and not as a berserker i would have like, I can understand it being nerfed a little bit, but maybe going all the way down to 10% was a little harsh. Maybe there's a, a bit of a middle ground they could have done instead, and then seeing how that kind of affected their gameplay. And then if it still needed to be nerfed at that point, then, like, fine. Alright, so here, here's, yeah. here's how I look at it. Here's kind of the way I'll explain it. When Warrior is fighting any class except for Suck Ninja, arguably... Suck Kuno, and then maybe Awaken Nova. Whoever is fighting the warrior is at a speed deficit before they're ever slowed. Yep. So, 
the the problem for me with the slow being as powerful as it was is you were already at at a deficit against this class in terms of speed so it it made no sense to to cripple people like this hard because again with add-ons like 37 percent um it kind of made sense back in the day the way it used to work people forget grave digger has or grave digging has been changed multiple times it used to be longer than 10 second cooldown it used to only slow on the very last hit where he slashes downward um yeah so the slow kind of was different and then it also the cancels were, were a little bit different so the way that it works now it's an eight second cooldown with a 10 second slow debuff on it uh it instantly procs the slow debuff and it, it's like i don't know plus the class is just super 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 fast to begin with so for me i know everyone thinks 10 percent is nothing and most people will probably still have the seven percent slow add-ons on it but because the cooldown is so low and it requires it's zero risk to cast the fact that warriors starting again uh with a surplus of speed over whoever they're against outside of two classes maybe three um the slow debuff's still going to have some impact. It's not, I know 10% isn't 30%, obviously, but one is like, oh, this slowed me down a little bit, so I'm slightly easier to fight. And the other one is like, okay, hey, I'm completely crippled, and now there's nothing I could do. So I, I'm okay with the change. Now, I'm, I am surprised that they did both the 10% and the five seconds at the same time. Um, but also, I, I, I think not just for warrior slow, I, I don't think any slow should have 100% uptime on them. So I'm okay with this, especially from a philosophical point of view. Like I would slow, or I would nerf the hash slows. I would nerf, my, my rule would be something along these lines. First of all, I hate 30% slows to begin with. So I don't, I think the highest should be like 20%. But even so, like an awakened mystic slow, I could at least get behind the idea of like, well, Awakened Mystic isn't that fast and both of her slows are unprotected um, and on very long cooldowns. So it's like somewhat justifiable. They could be punished. Also, they're not gonna re-slow you once you finally get out of it. Uh, but like fully protected AOE slows like Grave Digging and uh, Ensnaring Sand on Hash just to me make no sense to be as powerful as they are. So if they did the same thing or something similar to hash, I would totally understand. If they did any class where it's like just incredibly easy, zero risk to apply a slow, if they did the same thing, I, I would understand. But in particular, Warrior, because of how fast it is and the way its kit works, like when you're not slowed, trying to avoid a dash grab is already a nightmare. When you're slowed, like there's just, it's not happening. So that that's kind of how I feel about it. I, I get that it feels really harsh for them, but... Um, another thing that warriors have to think about too is like in Solaire, a lot of times that slow is instantly proccing on multiple people, three, two or three people, and then in in like any other group stuff, similar thing. So that that's kind of how I feel about it. I, I don't think it should be that easy to apply a slow that powerful. So it's either like if you wanted to keep it really strong and last a long time, then either the cooldown needed to be longer and the skill needs to go back to applying it only on the last hit, or it needs to be a much weaker slow. That, that's how I see it. On principle, I agree with you. For the sake of devastation and earth dividing, I disagree. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. is I, I'm not fully... But again, you have to take into account everything, right? 
So I actually am not, I'm with you on Devastation, but maybe not so much Earth Divide, just because of how instant Earth Divide is. But Devastation is a skill that oftentimes you're like stuck in, can put you at risk with the way the game plays today. So like Devastation doesn't bother me ne nearly as much as something like Earth Divide or Hash is Slow or Grave Digging because of how quick they are. But I'm actually kind of with you on, on Devastation. That one, as powerful as it is, it doesn't bother me as much. And Zerker's just not as quick as Hash and Warrior, right? So there, you have to take everything into consideration. Yeah. And all that yeah. makes sense. Like, um, like you said, with like Devastation and whatnot, like I can trade into that with four guard abilities. So that's a lot safer as long as I'm that, you know, blindly going in and getting caught by it. So it's a lot different situation than, say, Grip Digger. So, and like the hashes, fucking, what's the ability called again? Quicksand or something like that? Um, uh, quick, quicksand, I, I don't think quicksand is as bad because quicksand is only 20%. Quicksand also, at least yeah, on Awakening. They also got rid of the CC too. They got so. rid of the CC, but it's also like, it, you can see when they cast it and potentially react to it. And it's a 14 second cooldown. The one that's egregious is the new one they added during the rework, which uh, on ensnaring sand it used to be 40 percent slow for 10 seconds but it was just a move speed slow and then they changed yeah. it to attack cast move speed for 30 percent for 10 hey, wh seconds it's they, just way too strong to, what do they need to it's just i don't know it's weird. yeah i mean it's definitely powerful and it, it feels crazy but it was like it's just too yeah for me it's it's too it's too much i i don't think it's necessary for it to be that powerful especially with how quick it is it also like instant ticks you and like a group yeah. it changes everything and like i think during this last solar people didn't realize how powerful the hash slow was as much because a there weren't as many but also um drax just removed it from themselves and the people around them and now there's going to be we're going to get down to it when we get to the bottom of this list but now there's gonna be a lot fewer drax so that slow is going to be a lot more apparent for people and people are going to be really tilted by it. i i would not be surprised if they nerf the hash slow as well. And I also think it would be completely fair. Yeah. But there's some other ones. I I mean, like the Kuno one, a lot of people brought up like the Kuno one. I think the Kuno Dance Macabre slow is a little bit too easy to apply. Plus, again, the class is already fast. So I don't know why it needs to have a slow that strong. Um, I, I don't know. There's just like, you, you, I feel like you'd have to go through and look at how powerful the slow is relative to the kit's speed the protection. The other thing too, Rez, about like, if you use Devastation, for example, you can't just cancel Devastation with Q and you're in a super armor block. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which is like, oh, they're 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 going to come hit me or whatever. It's like, well, and now I'm blocking. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's just different. That That's all. Um, I'm okay with this. I think people, I think the slow still is going to matter. I know everyone thinks that it won't, but 10% slow debuff. A ask anyone who has like a 10% attack speed buff when how their class feels when that attack speed buff is down. And this still is going to remove that as well as if you have the add ons. So it, it's still going to be necessary in the neutral game um, and potentially save your life in a, in a combo. But if, if someone, you know, lands it. So, uh, anything else you guys want to talk about, Warrior? Are they fair and balanced now? Uh, they're getting fairer and balanced every day. 
<laughs> also, I, I know this makes people so mad. Like, people hate to hear this because it, it's like the... It's the last crutch I think a lot of people stand on when the, something is way too strong in a in a certain type of gameplay. So, for example, like, Warrior is insanely strong in 1v1, obviously insanely strong in Solaire, in GVGs it could be good, in Node Wars, I know Warriors don't want to believe it, but if you play it like a flex class, similar to the way George plays, or Ace, it also can be effective there. And they, everyone always clings to like, well, we're completely useless in Siege, or like really, really big node wars where it's like 50 man or 100 man like it loses its effectiveness the larger the group is I, I know that sucks but there's like 18 other classes that are literally the same they all suck in siege there's like six classes that are great in siege and then the rest are pretty ass and i i feel like these days that's more to do with the fact that siege is just ass i i don't know if that'll ever get fixed like you're running through chokes I, uh, unless you're ranged or completely invincible the entire time you're going through, you're literally not effective. Alright, moving on. Sork. Um, Sork got a PvE buff on Karshan's Nightmare. 40% crit strike chance in PvE. Um, and then on Swirling Darkness, they got uh, one additional hit on Swirling Darkness. Uh, that's their new skill they got with the rework, Shift F. That skill, I'm not going to have these numbers for every class, but for the ones that I did look up, because I was curious, I'll, I'll list them. But um, in PvP, that changes a 2.9% a damage increase on the first hit. So it actually does affect PvP a little bit. Uh, not anything too dramatic, though. So Sork, Sork sneaking in a little buff here and there, you know, like they always do. Just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, one just, at a time. Just a little bit. Uh... Yeah, and there's not really much to go on there. I, I don't... Their PV is still, like, kind of kind of weird because it's, like, decent but not great, and I don't know if that's going to help enough to bring it to, like, suck Sork level or anything. All right, Tamer. Tamer got some, uh, some interesting things. Suck, not really, but Awakening, Moonlight Strike. Uh, so they have these four different buffs on their bar when they use... Uh, that, that they kind of interchange between, and one of the buffs, the Azure Dragon buff, when that was up, their Moonlight Strike had more distance. They made it so they no longer need to have that buff up for the Moonlight Strike distance. So Moonlight Strike always goes the max distance, so it's a lot just straight up better. Um, and then Legendary Beast Dance Resonance, uh, which is their... What is that? Is that the Shift Q or the Space? The the Whatever. I, it's one of the, the newer updated abilities, but that one now has Tier 2 add-ons. And the one that rotates through the buffs and the buffs last an hour instead of five minutes. Beast Rampage. This is like the big, big change. Uh, Beast Rampage is the core skill that they all take. It's normally an unprotected bound, but it's like their highest DPS skill that they have. It now has forward guard by default. And which means they can change their combos and use a different core skill entirely, which means uh, Beast Rampage is kind of cracked. And now they have more protected Wait, so it, damage. It has the CC and protection? No, no, no. They removed the bound. They, and it they now has them. forward guard and the core skill adds the bound back. Got it, got it, but got it. But no, no one is going to take that core anymore. They were only taking it for the forward guard and then using Legendary Beast Dance at the end of their combos. Sometimes as a re-CC in a pinch, but now you're not going to have to. Now you can use a different core skill. And they have, they have a couple really good ones. Their Legendary Beast uh, Dance one is insane. So is Moonlight Strike. So yeah, this is like, it just makes their protected combo way, way, way stronger and them have another opportunity to catch. 
Uh, Hailing, how they added... I didn't get a chance to test this myself, but they basically made it so their howl skill makes the hailing teleport to you and do a gigantic AoE that's roaring the whole time, and it says it has a stiffness on hits, but um, I was told by a tamer who was testing it that the stiffen uh, isn't hitting like every time in PvP, so it's either only at a certain point or not at all. Not sure. I mean, they're pretty into the whole non-multi-tick CC thing now, so... I know this change is kind of very minimal. I guess I'd have to see what the damage is like on live server, but it doesn't quite, uh, it's not as crazy as it sounds. Uh, Musa, or actually, Tam do you guys have any thoughts on Tamer? Is it still a dead class? I don't, I don't think so, but you know, Tamers ate me, so what do I know? I'll have to, I'll have to talk to the, the two Tamers in my guild and ask them about it. I guarantee, like, it, the, as even the most negative tamers on Earth can't say that the Beast Rampage change is bad. It's just literally just a straight-up huge buff. Anything that's well, one like, of them is Succession, so I don't think that he's going to care too much. Yeah, he's, he's not going to be happy then. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Musa. So Musa got Suck Musa and Suck Striker were both said to be getting PvE nerfs and Shy. And Musa got theirs. The striker ones got postponed. There's a note that says that they'll get their changes next week. They'll get their ass whooping next week, dude. I this There's is only again so much ass whooping PA can throw around. And this is going to be part of my theme when we talk about Drac. And I'm really curious how you guys feel if you agree or disagree when we get down there. But with the Musa specifically, I I understand it, it's definitely too strong. And like I told the story about grinding Taurus with Dalen, where it was literally felt like I had no gear on. Like the class's PV is wild, but these skills, so they nerfed Prime Cyclone Slash, PV damage that's applied while it's on cooldown by 28.6%, Prime Gale uh, reduced by 36.2%, same thing while on cooldown, and then uh, Prime Blooming by 15.8% while on cooldown. And while it, it definitely was ahead of the pack in PVE, it's just like, there's never any like subtle, let's see, Let's lower these three skills by 10% and see how that goes. Or 15. It's like, nope, 30, 30, and 15. Like, just in one patch without, like, a, a, a trial and error. I, I don't know. It just seems so heavy-handed. Maybe when it comes to live, they'll still be pulling really, really nutty numbers. But I just don't understand why you wouldn't be like, all right, we did it by 15% for now. We'll see how it feels next week. And then maybe we'll lower it more. Because they only do balance changes once every three months. But, that's true, but they do lie to us at the end of all their balance changes and say we're fine-tuning and there will be more yeah, changes right. to come. It would be really nice More changes to come that. in three months. Yeah, it would be nice if they actually did some fine-tuning. But, either way, uh, yeah, it got nerfed. It, it did kind of need nerfs. But it was like, I don't know. I guess the numbers look so big. They literally are spamming these three skills. Sorry if you hear my cat meow in the background. Yeah. She's playing with her ball. She does this thing where she runs around with the ball, drops it to herself, and then meows at it for like 30 seconds, <laughs> super loud. It's very strange. He's like, Come That's adorable. Life. What do you it, mean? It is, it is adorable. It's super cute. <laughs> she like, I think, I don't know. She wants me to throw the ball, but she's in the hall, so I can't. I'm doing a podcast, you know? All right. Anyway, so that's the Musa changes. Do you guys have any feelings towards these changes? 
needed. I don't really keep up with like PvE stuff, but if you're saying that it was so busted that it needed to be nerfed, then I will agree with you. Because I think generally speaking, we kind of have a similar idea of you should buff up instead of nerf down in most mm -hmm. cases. So if you're saying this deserved a nerf, then it must have been insane. Yeah, there's one of those ones where it's like, well, do we buff 23 classes significantly or do we nerf this one and then do minor changes on the others? That's kind of the boat they were in. Um, but maybe the nerfs are too too harsh. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, Maywa. Now, this was probably the biggest note in the whole thing. Oh, my God. I mean, this is crazy because this <laughs> skill, this skill, I know Vert and I actually don't like to admit it, but this skill is becoming more and more insane every day. <laughs> so, Awakening Maywa, Flow Frost Flower, the knockdown and down smash effects on successful additional hits of the skill have been changed to a down smash on the first hit and a knockdown on the second hit. Meaning when you go for the knockdown, you're not gonna accidentally get the down smash, which was basically any class's only, one and only chance to potentially survive a Maywa's Wrath. Oh and now God. that chance has been removed and you're guaranteed dead. <laughs> you're so how, do you, how do you feel about these changes, Nayashi? Much needed. Um, it's one of the main go-to combo options for AD in Awakening, unless you go for a core skill. So without that, we don't have a KD option. And with it being inconsistent, you know, you end up getting a smash. And then if you don't play in your combo around that, because you have, you know, certain skills on cooldown to follow up with, you're basically fucking your combo. So this just makes yeah. comboing more consistent and it'll be really good. And AOS, large scale, well, not so much large scale, but more in uh, Siege, right? AOS and yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be great going through that Valencia, the choke. Frostflower at the gates. That's normally the shot call I hear all the time. It's like, all right, Frostflower at the gates, May was Frostflower at the gates, PA, May was Frostflower at the gates. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's cool that this, this is one of those things that like, could linger in the game forever. So I'm happy that they fixed it. There's a few of these where the CC conflicts with the down smash, and I wish they would just remove the down smashes on skills where people aren't actually trying to get a down smash. You know, like Flow Obliterate on Awakened Drac is one. Um, I, I'm pretty sure most strikers don't like that, the down smash. Even though it's like cool if you were to use it at the end of a combo, it also means if you get the down smash instead of a KD, Kind of screws you on spiral but anyway like i don't know it's just weird it's like one or the other or one should take precedence but i guess this kind of, this note tells me that they literally can't have it take precedence that's always going to be rng speaking of uh speaking of taking precedence by the way not related to down smash but can i can i can i send out a message to the intern real fast can we please have you so in Zerker Awakening, whenever you hop, if you do shift space to go into Lava Piercer and instead does ground lifting, why can we have that fixed? That's been a thing forever and it is really kind of irritating. Yeah, if I'm holding shift space, it should do Lava Piercer, not fucking ground lifting. So bizarre. Yeah, some people are saying Dune Slash. The Dune Slash is a different case entirely. Because the the it the down smash doesn't mean you didn't get the knockdown. That's the difference. 
Like, so I, I'm talking more about skills that literally have a KD and a down smash on the one single ability. So you just don't actually get a CC sometimes. And no, Reso, that can't be fixed. Just be better. It's impossible. As he says, hot bar lava. That can't be. I'm not gonna fucking hot bar lava. What is wrong with you? Just fix the goddamn code. No. Get screwed. It's not code. It's a. Uh... I don't know what it is. I have nothing. All right. I was gonna make a joke. They're gonna. But I lost they're gonna. It. They're gonna fix it, and then it's gonna delete some NPC and fucking glitch, because that's how it works in this goddamn game. A lot of people are hot by barring spiral. Does it does it activate at the same speed? Because some skills feel I I don't know I, I know I'm I'm with Res in that it should still be fixed, even if you can hot bar. I don't know. So I hate having a, a hot bar abilities. The thing that confuses me is that it's two different keybinds. So you can press space at any point after an ability to use ground lifting. Okay, right. fine. Shift space is the keybind for lava piercer. However, if you press shift space after you hop, it does ground lifting. What the fuck? That literally just doesn't make sense. It's breaking the rules of the very keybinds you're telling me to use. It doesn't make sense. Is it possible that it's, um, are you pressing space first? Because I know some skills that are sensitive like that happen. No, it literally just doesn't work. It, it literally just doesn't work. You cannot lava piercer directly after hop unless you hot bar it. It's gotcha. literally not possible. It'll always do ground lifting. Ground lifting always takes precedent after you hop, no matter what. It's so irritating. Is there any practical use for that sick combination of hopping and a ground lifting? <laughs> uh, you know what? Maybe in like one out of a hundred, yeah, there could be some use to it. Um, but yet, yeah, like, no, uh, absolutely not. Sounds like you're just trying to get your class nerfed. I mean, listen, uh, succession needs to be nerfed, probably. Uh, I don't know about awakening. All right. Kunoichi, the class that I had to roll off of so it could finally get some love. All right. I knew it. I literally rolled my weapons off. I said, there's no way this class will ever get buffs if I'm on this class. So I'm doing this for all the Kunos out there that have been hoping for something. <laughs> and they finally got it. And I'm not going to roll back until this shit comes to lie because I don't believe it. The last time Spin got buffed during the reworks, they nerfed the shit out of it the night before it came to live. So, yeah. Um, Alright, so here, here's what they did. Spin Spree now does about 10% more damage in PvP. They also increased the speed in which Spin Spree uh, is cast. So it's, it's I, I guess you'd have to measure it, but I would say it's probably about 10% faster. Maybe somewhere between nice. 10 and 15% faster. So it's a little bit faster and does 10% more damage. And they changed the flow, uh, flow wrath to where when you right click, it'll literally instant cast flow wrath. There's no wind up at all, just instantly does its damage, which is fucking awesome. Like literally these changes are perfect. So, so, so good. Like, I, I don't know. Like literally I, I, I couldn't have asked for more, you know? Like I'm actually blown away that this happened. In terms of PvP, these changes are incredibly cool. Um, 
Then they randomly buffed the Sospri Sonin PvP damage. I don't know if that's actually going to be useful or not. Um, I, I don't... Maybe it's a forward guard ability that deals a tiny... Like before, it's literally unusable. Maybe it'll be enough damage. I have to test on live server on labs. It was like super hard to tell. Um, so maybe that'll be good damage. They reduced the movement on it. So it's more of a damage skill than a movement skill now. And then uh, Lunar Dash, they lowered the stamina cost of Lunar Dash. I have no idea why. Look, like Awakening Kuno can run out of stamina, but if you manage it decently, you, you really don't. So I don't know why it would get a stamina buff on Awakening Kuno. So that, that change literally confuses me. Um, so what you're saying is Awakened Kuno is new FOTM. I don't know if it's new FOTM, but it's going to be incredibly fun to try out. I guess once I go to Solaire and it still feels like it does no damage, I'll be disappointed. But I, I suspect because this flow... Like, here's the thing. So at the end of a combo, let's say if you were to do a normal, like, let's say you go grab... Um, grab C swap, half moon for the attack speed buff, halo for the DP debuff, into moonstorm for a little bit of damage, and then you re CC with Wheel of Wrath. A lot of times you cancel the second hit of Wheel of Wrath just because you need to get through the rest of your combo in time. And normally, uh, you would end with Spin Spree, and if you cancel the second hit of Wheel of Wrath, you'd get to the second, you'd get to Flow Wrath. But the DPS is so shit between Spin and Florath. Now, I'm pretty sure now with the way these two speedups are, that you'd be able to do both hits of Wheel of Wrath, get through the entire Spin Spree and Florath, and still be able to use one extra quick ability after, like Heart Snatch or something. Which makes the DPS just so much better. So, we'll see. It could be me just hoping and dream, but hopefully they don't nerf it. I, I did want to note something here, though. So remember earlier I was like, and we're going to again talk about this with Drac and this happened in the past too, but remember I was like looking at Moose, I'm like, I don't know why they would nerf it by this much on three abilities all at once. And I honestly think that their perspective is that this, these damage nerfs are very minimal. Like to them, 30%, a 30% increase or decrease is nothing. And the reason I suspect that is because they say with the spin spree change that the damage increase is not significant, but the speed should make it feel better. But it's like, in what world is like a 10, it's a 10.9% damage increase in PvP and a spin uh, speed increase. How is 10.9% more damage not significant? I, I feel like that, am I crazy in thinking that that's like a legitimate damage increase on a skill? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's so crazy. So to them, they're like, ah, we'll just throw in 11 or 15% damage. That's nothing. Uh, it's 30%. That's where it starts becoming real damage. Like, I, I don't know. It just seems, it just seems so crazy to me. I feel like a 10% increase is decent. And then 30% increase is like, holy shit. They like buff the fuck out of this. But they're like, all right, basically, we're sorry we didn't buff the damage and then buff it 11%, but we did buff the speed. So hopefully it's good. <laughs> it's like, okay, fine. Um, Alright, Ninja Awakening. Or do you guys have any... Are you afraid we're about to be in a Kuno meta? Do you guys have any feelings on the spin change? Uh, No, I doubt it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, probably not. 
I think there's a stigma attached to uh, Kuno because it's been bad for so long. Awaken Kuno, anyways. We'll probably see some more of them, but it's they're not going to be FOTM. I don't think. Yeah, so someone's saying, is it really a 10% increase? Because the PvP reduction is reduced from 63% to 59%. So you have to look at the effective PvP damage after the reduction, right? So however much damage you do after 63%, so for example, I, the easiest examples, let's say you have an ability that deals 100 damage, right? And then your damage, the PvP damage reduction on it is 50%. So now your skill does 50 damage. So if they change that PvP damage reduction from 50% to 49%, and now your skill that before in PvP did 50 damage now does 51 damage, that's a 2% damage increase in PvP. Only 1% in PvE if you went from 50 to 51, but 2% PvP. So it's like, yeah, you have to look at it that way. So this 4% change is actually more damage than it looks like. Which is why, like, the Nova skill, we'll get to in a second, changed from, like, 85% down to 60% and ended up being a 65% damage buff. So, yeah. It's just because the reduction. Alright, Ninja. Flow Mock Explosion now has a Tier 2 add-on. That's all Waken Ninja got. Very interesting change. Uh, and then some, some bug fixes, I guess, on Suck. Phenomenon, Phenomenon. Phenomenon. Some cool QL stuff. Suck Striker is going to be pushed to next week. Which wizard? Alright. Which wizard? The elementalization got changed. Thank god. I still think the cooldown might be too long, but it's neither here nor there. Elementalization now uh, is m significantly faster. It's still super It's an armor. actually kind of useful skill it, now. It's a really <laughs> useful skill now, yeah. It's super armor at the start upon casting, but while moving its iframe, which means you're not going to have to sit there and struggle with the hit stutter while you're moving backwards, which is one of the horrendous, like just horrible, horrible things about it. And while it does still have a gap at the end, um, if you cast another Awaken ability after, there's no gap. It'll smoothly transition from super armor to iframe into a protected skill. So for example, on Wizard, I was able to go elementalization straight into aqua jail with no opening which is a huge huge change this again the skill is still a 15 second cooldown but now it's like a legitimate escape it's not like you're gonna use it and then you're stuck at the end because you cc'd yourself for no reason and it chains together with other abilities for whatever reason it doesn't chain with magical evasion it has to be like an actual skill so when I used elementalization into magical evasion, the there's still like you have to wait a second before it lets you use it. But That's it, weird. It is kind of weird. But into actual attacking abilities, it, it lets you use abilities immediately. So um what was the other one? Someone was saying you could use it. Illyrian Illyri was testing on laps. I forgot. There was another ability that you could use after it that he was saying was really smooth, but now I can't remember what it was. Oh, it's going to piss me off. Anyway, that that's a cool change. And then for PvE, they buffed the uh, pet damage on four of their abilities for PvE. And then for Succession, the only thing they got, which got uh, Prime Multiple Magic Arrows uh, cooldown reduction. Also, for the record, for the PvE stuff, I think it's uh, unfortunate that Awakening Warrior didn't get any PvE changes. I think Awakening Warrior could use some. 
I think it's unfortunate Awakening Zerker didn't. All these classes that normally would have been up here that we passed. I think Awakening Zerker didn't get any PV changes. That sucks. I think uh, Suck Ranger not getting any kind of sucks. Uh, the Kuna one actually blows my mind. Like, I, I don't know how bad you have to be to deserve buffs, but it actually is insane that Awakened Kuno didn't get PvE buffs. I think that's insane. I, like, literally, I, I can't... Just saying the sentence out loud to myself pisses me off. Like, holy shit, this is a PvE patch, and the Kuno didn't get PvE changes. It's crazy to me, but whatever. Um, you know, you know, you know what, uh... You know what did get PvE changes, though? Hmm. That I'm confused about. Well, what's up? Suck Guardian. Yeah. Well, look, Suck Guardian's good in PvE, but it, it like compared to the highest end, it wasn't it wasn't quite as good. So it's like Sure, it's not Striker or Musa, but like Yeah, when you compare it to like I, why? Kuno or Corsair or whatever, it's very yeah, it's confusing. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is it's like, wait, what? I think Awakening Ninja is another one that could use a little bit of PvE um love and then like as just like the combination of the two classes that i i play right now and that i've been playing for a good minute now are guardian and zerker and the fact that suck guardian got pve buffs and awaken zerker did not like you mentioned is just like what 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 is going on here yeah um, and then I, I actually think it's it's insane that suck casters didn't get a PvE buff. I mean, I guess you can argue with this multiple magic arrows for suck witch, but suck witch wizard not they they're like so outdated in PvE now. It's awesome the awakening specs got changes, but I don't understand why the succession ones didn't. And that brings us to Dark Knight. Um, New FOTM. Dude, Dark Knight got some changes, and uh, let's go through these real quick, and then we'll see we'll see how Nayashi feels about them, and then we'll see how you feel about them. Um, Succession, Prime, Camus, Sylvian, Slash. They fixed a phenomenon where it was using the fully charged version of Camus Slash after dusk when it wasn't fully charged. So if you pressed Shift L and B to start the Camus charge, and then dusk and release, it's now going to still do the uncharged version. This is effectively a nerf because it reduces the range of the CC and also the damage. Um, at, at least on that part, we'll get to, there's a, a little bit more on that later. Prime Lunacy of Vadir no longer has a bound effect. The bound has been changed to apply only to monsters. Now, I know for some people, this looks like a, a nerf because it's like, well, there's protected CC, but a lot of DKs, especially in Solaire, are actually complaining because uh, the bound is not really a great CC and it fucks up your team's combos and your own combos a lot. So this is going to effectively make Lunacy just be safe, protected, good damage without messing up combos. Prime Airstrike now has a super armor effect added during the attack. Um, this means when you flow into uh, Flow Vadir, it's just fully protected. So it goes iframe into super armor flow into super armor. No opening. Um, it no longer requires 60 spirit, but instead 150 stamina. So that'll cost a little bit more stamina. Unveiled Dagger is no longer going to cost stamina. They just use that for the attack speed buff. It's now going to cost spirit, so that's a nice change. They have to spam that in PvE too, so that, that's good. Um, Twilight Dash. Stamina cost reduced from 300 to 200. 
Um, Prime Ravage Rake and Flow Ravage Rake now both have Forward Guard. Um, I mean, it's like another protection, I guess, for PvP. But more importantly, this is, uh, I think, geared towards PvE. This is a really nice PvE change. Makes them a little bit safer at some of the higher-end spots. Uh, Prime Wheel of Fortune and Prime Lunacy of Adir. After using the skill, speed of linking to other skills has increased. I I was like testing some of these with multi the other day, and we I, I don't know which ones are different or how different they are. This one seemed more like a minor change because it was like pretty hard to tell. But also, I'm sure once you actually feel it on live server, maybe there will be some like, oh, this feels a lot smoother. Who knows? Prime Obsidian Ashes, the bound effect has been removed. It applies only to monsters now, and uh, the skill is super armor. That one is weird. I, I've actually only really heard DKs complain about this one just because I don't know that it needed super armor because it's like not really good enough damage for you to be like, oh, cool, let's just do this. You know, they already have so much protective damage, so it's like weird. This one's more of a weird one. Losing the bound is... That's like a legitimate catch that they could have used from far, and they made it speed up during the rework so it's just that change is kind of odd uh prime nocturne and prime camouflage <clears throat> so they changed the way nocturne works uh after twilight dash uh essentially so here's like the the most significant thing when you go twilight dash right now on live server and you press r and b it, it basically puts you in a nocturne and makes you reappear outside or on the other side of the opponent um and it's not particularly fast to do so, and it's also um, doesn't have a CC, and it's not really safe. So now, when you press R and B after after Twilight Dash, instead of doing Nocturne, it now uses the Camouflage cooldown and teleports you instantly. It is like a million times faster into a forward guard knockdown on your back. So it's essentially like. I, the speed feels comparable to me to the, the current version of Suckash's Air to Assault after an iframe. So it's really, really fast. It's forward guard KD. And uh, I didn't notice this at the time when I was messing with it, but uh, Minaria was saying that um, it also is doing the fully charged version. Um, and the, and Camouflage got one of the minus hit minus one hit in pvp removed so it actually just does more damage now too so yeah that skill is pretty cracked so those are the dk changes I, I i know some of them were saying that they got nerfed those ones are crazy i i don't know i i honestly feel like it's just i i don't know how you could feel that this is a nerf this is literally nothing but buffs um outside of the camouflage not full charge on release but for what you got the trade-off is not even like debatable so yeah it's kind of nuts um nayashi how do you feel about these dk changes nayashi is not here oh does his he... computer died oh his computer died okay yeah um so i have a question for you so we were we were messing with uh iso about this isogram you know iso yep and he was saying, uh, and I quote, what in these changes is going to make Suck DK busted? Because we were all messing with him saying busted class, more busted, FOTM, yada yada. And he is basically saying that he doesn't think it's going to make like that big of a difference. That was his question. He said, what, what in these changes is going to make it the new FOTM? What's going to make it well, busted? I, I don't... 
I'm not, I don't know if it'll become FOTM, to be honest. Because, like, part of the reason classes become Flavor of the Month is their large-scale performance. And I think you still have to be really good to make this work in large-scale. Although, and people don't realize this, it, it actually does work really well in large-scale. But, again, you have to know how to play. Like, this class is, your decision-making is so important on this class. Uh, unlike on Awakening, where you're, like, throwing out range damage with forward guard, you're putting yourself at risk being close to everyone all the time because you're a squishy class. So mm. uh, I don't think it'll be flavor of the month in that regard, but the ones that do play it, it's already extremely difficult to fight, and now it has less openings uh, and easier ways to catch you. I, I mean, is he was he making the case that not being able to punish airstrike is not helpful? Like, I, that's the thing. It's like, Okay, so if they before, I think, I think he was just saying that he doesn't think the changes are as crazy as everyone else feels that they are. Yeah, I, I think the two crazy ones to me are the airstrike change and the camo slash after twilight dash change. Because right now, the way airstrike works, you have to make a decision. If you're a suck DK, you have to decide: Do I want to airstrike for the CC and then dusk out of it to remain as safe as possible, but still have a chance to be caught, especially with desync, or do I want to airstrike and then risk being CC'd because you have to do the, the down slash into the flow to get extra damage with the DP uh, debuff? But now it's like that's not a decision. It's just completely safe. So you would do it 100% of the time. So now you get the CC attempt into a protected damage chip that also puts a DP debuff on you like 100% of the time and it's not punishable. And then mm. on top of that, uh, the camo slash thing is like, Okay, so let, let's say a hash block jumps on your back. Like, if you're against a really good player, like, let's say, um, I mean, N Nyashi's punished me for trying it. Um, people like Armin and Nihilus and Reezy, like, they'll punish you for trying it. But if imagine if my air assault also had forward guard when I come out. So that's literally just not punishable. This is like a super fast teleport behind your back forward guard KD. Like, mm. I I don't know how that's not insane. Busted, nuts, whatever you want to call it. Now, again, I, I don't know if it's... I don't think it's going to be Flavor of the Month. But I do think it's going to be insanely strong and people are going to hate fighting it. Like, hate, hate fighting it. Like, legit hate fighting it. Yeah, like Block Jump. Like, imagine if Ninja Kuno Block Jump had four cards which he came out. And KD do instead of Stiff do. I know, it's just like, I don't know how you could not say that's good. Also, again, Camouflage does, for whatever reason, the fully charged damage, and they buffed the damage of it in this patch, so there's also that. It has one less, one more hit in PvP now. Well, hopefully they overcorrect and nerf it into the ground so that I can finally outfrag him in no doors. Yeah, I, I wonder if his feeling was, what's going to make it flavor of the month? Because, like, he definitely feels like it's got stronger, right? Or does he not feel like it got he stronger? He was not... Well, he, I mean, we, I, we didn't talk to him too much about it. I didn't, like, ask him, like, change by change how he felt. But the vibe that I got is that he was acknowledging that they're buffs, but he mm. doesn't feel that they're as crazy buffs as everyone else seems that they are. That was the kind of vibe that I was getting from him. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, like... I guess I'd be with him because I also don't think it'll be flavor of the month. I, I honestly still think you're going to be way more effective on like a Musa or a Suck Zerker 
for the things that make flavor of the month. Now, I guess in Solar it might be different, right? If you're not getting blown up by Suck Drax 24 hours, the landscape of Solar is going to look a lot different. Mm. So I am so excited for Solaire with no Drax. <laughs> yeah. I am so excited for Solaire with no Drax, dude. Yeah. So God damn. To my estimation, it's a buff to the existing DKs, but if it ends up being really strong and you're not worrying about Drax, like maybe there will be a few more than you saw before. So we'll I guess we'll have to see. But again, I, I don't think it'll be flavor of the month, but it might be popular in Solaire over time as people figure it out. You got to remember, like, so many classes got significant changes, so a lot of people are going to be excited about their own class because of some of these changes that are coming through. Um, it's not so far and away apparent that it's going to be that insane in terms of just raw strength, I guess. I don't know. All right, Lon. Uh, so Lon, now, their main weapon, Eye of the Phoenix, no longer uh, costs stamina, now uses Fighting Spirit. It's the spacebar skill. Uh, it also recovers 25 HP on hit. Uh, dismemberment, they lowered the cost of the stamina from 150 to 100. This is the AD uh, RMB ability, I believe, that gives them the 10 AP buff or whatever, or maybe it's 8 AP. I forget the name of it, but, or the amount, I think it's 8 AP, but that one no longer, doesn't cost as much stamina anymore. And then Prime Symbidium, uh, this Sucklon now recovers stamina during the entirety of the skill. So, I was asking Ham about this. You remember Ham, Rez? And I'm sure you've seen... Of course, seen I just fought him the other day. Yeah, and I'm sure you've seen clips of him, and he goes by CTG in Wars. I, I was asking him, and someone even said, don't ask Ham, he's so dramatic about these things, blah, 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 or whatever, right? <laughs> and then, so I asked Ham, and he said, like, it's a buff, but it wasn't needed, right? Like, they, they aren't, like, struggling for stamina in the succession kit. So yeah, so if you thought Ham was hard to catch, it's gonna be a little bit harder to catch going forward. So there. Yeah, you go. which why? Yeah. God, why? <laughs> um, Dude, Ham yeah. is legitimately so okay. Can I just say I I hate mm -hmm. Ham. Mm -hmm. I I hate Ham with a burning passion. I hate fighting Ham, and for some reason he is literally always murked into the guilds we're fighting in like every other fucking Node War. It, almost every other lawn I fight in Node War. I can literally just grab them like instantly. It's so easy. They're so predictable. Sometimes I can even grab them out of the air because for those of you who don't know, there's really no Z axis in this fucking game. So you can just grab lawns straight out of the air. It's mm -hmm. actually pretty easy if you know how their path goes. Ham is like the only fucking lawn that I cannot grab for the life of me. Even if I don't, I don't even bother attempting to grab him out of the air because for some reason it's just not possible. But even just trying to grab him when he lands, it's it's just I can't do it for some reason. Yeah. The motherfucker is so goddamn slippery. It's so annoying. Yeah, his Australian ping makes him basically what you see is an after image, right? It's not really him. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, you're, ch you're chasing ghosts out there, right? <laughs> Dude, he also, one thing that he's really good at that, honestly, like no other Sucklons do, maybe one or two other ones, but it's extremely rare. He does a really good job of not committing on his first landing. He'll like, he'll land, he'll like fly around back and forth, land, and then not actually use anything super important to make you kind of defend yourself. And then he goes back up into the air and you're like, oh, okay, am I safe? I think I survived it. Oh, nope, I'm dead. He comes back down and then gets you with the actual combo the second time around. You know, it's like, yeah. uh, like he literally baits you 
early on and then makes you feel like, okay, is he flying away? Is he coming back? I think he's coming back and it's too late. I'm dead. Yeah. So, yeah, he's super good. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. God, it's so frustrating, man. Because I'm usually, unless like the fight is like no, in I, the middle of happening, yeah. I'm always trying to grab. Yeah. Also, for the record, there's someone in chat saying, I never see any other lawns. I, I see lawns all the time in wars. I, I see suck lawns all the time. I see them pretty frequently. Yeah. I, literally in the last war that we fought, there were three lawns that we were fighting against. Uh, but, you know, that's doesn't fit your narrative so i guess now is there as many lawns as there is drax or witches or wizards or even i don't know like mooses like no obviously not but i mean i definitely see them yeah i know but i guess like is that the bar if it's not the most it's the worst right right yeah but yeah like i don't know what it like lawns are super easy to grab honestly um at least I find them super easy to grab. They're very predictable, um, especially when they land. And maybe, I, I don't know, maybe it's what you're talking about with Ham, like, baiting. But the thing is, is, like, I know Ham's going to do that. And I still can't grab him. Like, that's what's so frustrating, is I know Ham's going to land. He's going to use, like, one quick skill and then iframe and then start flying again. So I run up to him. I try to grab him in the middle of that one quick skill. I miss, obviously. And then I'm like, all right, so where's he coming down next? And I still, even knowing that, I can't grab the motherfucker. Yeah, let me see if I can find this, this clip. If anyone wants an example of what it's like to um, fight Ham. Hold on. I think it was um it's like yesterday morning um Illyrian posted a, a sick clip of him fighting Lon. The fighting is strong. Hold on. Give me just need like ten seconds here. Where is this? Where is this? Um oh I'm not gonna be able to find it. Dude, I'm so bad at so bad at searches on here. You know what I mean? I'm not like uh, finding clips or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like whenever I search, whenever I type in the search, it's funny because I see other people will type in the search and they there's like a million things. They just like come up with shit instantly, and then when I try, it's like I literally can't find anything. Nothing shows up. Like in Discord or what? Yeah, Discord. Like, this is crazy. I, I can't even... I don't know. I'm not going to be able to find this. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. Maybe? No. No, I'm not. I'm about to have to give up. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, here we go. Wait. Is this it? Did he put a Reddit post about it? Maybe he did. Oh, yeah. yeah here we go. This is this is what it's like to fight a lawn, by the way. The all, all the means in chat who says lawn is no good and that's why you don't see them. So here here's lawn for you right here. Okay. And there he goes. And this is he's got a full elixir rotation. Like Illyrian is like going try hard with this setup. He's got a full elixir rotation. He's like seven hundred and fifteen gear score. And then just, he didn't move because he used, he used Voltaic Pulse and he literally can't move out of it. He literally used Voltaic Pulse right as, right as Ham landed and you can't get out of Voltaic Pulse. So that's it for him. GG.
Look at. There we go. Starts Voltaic Pulse. Voltaic Pulse about to end, and it's over. Yeah. And then the, the advice is, well, you should have moved. Yeah, okay. When you die in just the single Voltaic <laughs> Pulse animation, yeah. Just bad play, Larry. Get better. Anyway. Um, no, but don't don't forget that the that actually the the speed of voltaic that's uh post nerf because it used to be slower remember so yeah because that's only happening to witches no one else is dying to ham like that that's just unheard of all right <clears throat> moving on uh awakening lawn eradication Honestly, improve- you yeah. seem you seem a bit tense Are I, you okay? that, well the the dude in 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 chat he's there all the time just constantly complaining about suck lawn like it's not good it's hilarious i find it hilarious i actually almost feel bad it's like uh He's convinced himself. I, I I don't even know if he plays lawn or if he used to play lawn, but it's like you have to be so bad at lawn to feel like that class isn't good in large scale stuff. Like you, it has so much potential to be good. It's it's crazy. Um. All right. Awakening. Uh, eradication. Improvements have been made so that could be uh smoothly linked to Nimbus Stride after the first hit. So after eradication, you can go into the flight a little bit faster. Taunting death improvements have been made so it restores stamina while using it. That's the uh, the RP forward walk skill where you're slashing that gives you an AP buff. Um, it's super armor now also recovers stamina. Uh, bloody stride and flow vice after using the skills have been proved to link smoothly with blood moon twist. Um, I don't know. I was messing around with these on labs. I still feel like blood moon twist feels shitty, but uh, maybe other lawns feel like it's good. It didn't even really feel, it's faster, but it was so egregiously slow before. It's like, uh, it's crazy. I don't know. All right, Deadly Dance. Deadly Dance, uh, after using the skill, has been proved to link with the second hit of Earthly Pain. Um, they changed Earthly Pain to have all DP minus 15, uh, or to be minus 20 now instead of 15. The skill's still ass. And then Soul Raid, and this is based on their note, um, you know, the skill wasn't being used enough, so they changed the cooldown of Soul Raid from 17 seconds down to 15. The lawn grab. So that's good. And Tailspin now has a 6% evasion reduction rate for 10 seconds upon successful hits, which is really nice because a lot of lawns do complain about their... Wait, hold on. Sorry. Uh, my rate. brain was <laughs> trying to process what you just said. Did <laughs> you just say they buffed lawn grab? They did buff lawn grab. Here, here's their wording on it. First of all, in the case of Soul Raid, the representative skill of Awakening, the range and cooldown were lower due to excessive performance during uh, during the reworks. And to make lawns attack more powerful, 6% reduction... Yeah, it, it, or the, the range and cooldown were lower due to excessive performance at one time. So essentially what it's saying is during the reworks, uh, the range and cooldown got nerfed, and now it's not being used that much, so they lowered the cooldown from 17 to 15 seconds. That's that's kind of how it goes. That's good. It's good, dude. Lawns weren't... That's did you notice Awakened Lawns were like, you know what? The cooldown's too long, I'm not even going to use yeah, did, this. Yeah, did, did you notice that Awakened Lawns weren't ever using their grab because the, the range and AoE got nerfed? You know, the two things that like only two other classes have one of, you know? Crazy, crazy man. Fuck lawn, dude. Yeah. Now they have an evasion debuff as well on Tailspin, so that'll be cool. Um, I know lawns hate to hear it, but taunting death, recovering stamina is actually kind of nice. Um. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see, suck lawns will now never stop moving, and awaken lawns will grab you more. So we're good. All is right with the world. 
Um, Archer, do you hate lawns, Res, or what? Also, I do not agree that lawns are easy to grab. I, I think that's trolls, fuck. Uh, I hate lawn grab. Uh, I don't like ranged grabs. I think part of what makes grabs balanced is that you have to get really up close and personal. That's part of what makes them balanced. And also the fact that it's AoE is really ridiculous to me. Yeah. <clears throat> Again, um, it's part of the balance that grabs are... You have to get up close and personal, and it's... I mean, you can miss. Yeah, uh, That's just that. You can miss. It's part of what balances the grabs. So the fact that Lon has a ranged AoE grab is really irritating. Well, luckily it's a lower cooldown now, right? He's <laughs> fucking... Dude, I, it's so crazy too because I, I, I still feel like some of these grabs cooldowns are way too low and so seeing any of them get lowered it just fucking blows my mind. It, it actually blows my mind. Um, okay, so Archer got a... So this one's kind of weird or might be difficult to understand a little bit but essentially uh, this is the way they noted it. Archer's full bloom has been changed to flow grand bloom and utilizes long range damage. However, this change... Is meaningful when dealing with a large number of monsters, but it is weak in the top hunting spots. Therefore, if you lock flow grand bloom, you can use full uh, full bloom and use the melee damage. It has been adjusted as it could be used at the top hunting spots. So essentially, um, you can lock full grand bloom, which before I guess you could have just unspecced it, but now you could just lock it. And then um, full bloom got a PVE damage buff. So. This effectively just makes the shift E ability better when you're like right up on a target's back, like a place like Gyphon or Trolls. Um, instead of if you don't really need the big AoE of Grand Bloom. So now Zaki Skip's gonna go from getting the best trash compared to anyone to the best best trash compared to anyone. Uh so that's good. Alright, Sh Shy. Good. Shy nerfs. The big ol' shiners that we were all waiting for and hoping for. Um, it also affects Marked Bloom, the big AoE shot. Oh, do, oh yeah, 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 because it takes the, your, your Marked Bloom damage, right? Or I mean, uh, your full Bloom damage on it, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot both those skills use the same damage. So that's kind of cool. A little PvE buff, you know? Just what the, just what the doctor ordered for Archer. Alright, Shy. Uh, Shy has a high, I'm gonna read the, the text, because some of these blue texts are always, they're good, you know, to get context of these changes. Um, Shy has the highest number of hits and the highest defense reduction debuff, uh, for Florence skills. I still... Is it more than, uh, is the Shy DP debuff more than oppression on Mewa? I think it is, actually. I think it's 30, is it 35 DP? Maybe it is. I think oppression is 30. Yeah, okay, so it's five more. All right, so it does still hold the record. Uh, this point created synergy in the hunting ground where a small number of monsters had to be attacked for a long time, resulting in high efficiency. Shy wanted to adjust that part with excessively high efficiency while maintaining the above characteristics. We've lowered the excessive efficiency a bit, but we've made it possible to still maintain a strong feeling in hunting grounds that deal with a small number of monsters such as Elvia, Giant Hill, or Gyphon Raja Underground. That one's an interesting... To say Gyphon Raja Underground is interesting because your focus is the tower. Not necessarily the mobs all around it. So it's a weird one to throw in there, but whatever. Um, 
so one, two, three got a damage reduction um, of about 50% PVE. Try this, got a damage reduction of like 150% PVE. Um, hop three got a damage reduction of 100% in PVE. And then sun, moon, stars, time to shine, summer rain, shout to the sky. I had to say the whole thing. The duration of the effect applied to allies uh, and to yourself has been changed to 60 seconds. So you used to apply, I think, to yourself for 60 seconds and allies for only 30. So now they don't have to cast that buff as much. And then the cheer up skill HP recovery is increased from 200 to 300. So Moshai said that the change wasn't that dramatic, but I don't know. And maybe Dreadspark, I haven't seen your opinion. Are you, these changes, you can live with this? Not that bad? We'll live. All right. But why is the question? Because everyone hates you, all right? There's too many of you. You saw the video. All right, Guardian. Where's Lars' new alt? New favorite alt? Okay, first of all, it's my main and has been for months now. Is it? Your main weapons are on it? And the Zerker's tag? Yeah, I, I couponed to Guardian months ago. Yeah. Hmm. All right, all right. But yeah, the the biggest the biggest buff to Guardian is actually not uh in the Guardian patch notes. Interestingly enough, the Guardian section, it's uh, it's actually in the Draconian <laughs> section. <laughs> yeah, true. Dude, I am so ready to actually be able to slow people in Arena Solaire. <laughs> it was brutal having an entire part of my fucking class irrelevant in Arena Solaire. It's why I couldn't play it. I had to play Zerker in Arena Solaire because I felt like Guardian was so dumb. Uh oh. Wait, are you still there? Rez? Guardian was so what? Guardian was so what, Rez? Tell us! Guardian was so No! Give him back to us, Lord. He had such a point to make and it was just. Cut off, man. It was so de- What, man? De- de I think he was gonna say Guardian was- Am I was back? Hello? Yeah, you got cut off. Were you gonna say Guardian was so doggone powerful? No, I was saying that the- 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 The Draconia slow removal. It was just removing all of Guardian slow, so an entire portion of the kit was just, like, made irrelevant. It's really depressing. Oh, okay, you got cut off. You said that's why Guardian was so duh, and then it cut you off. I can only assume you were going to say doggone awesome or dominant. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely wasn't going to be dog shit. There's no way. All right. Uh, Awakening. No, Guardian wasn't dog shit in Arena Solaire, but I definitely think it's going to be way more powerful now that there's going to be less Draconia's cleansing every single slow you put down. You were playing Succession, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't play Awakening. I, I play only Succession. Alright, so Neck Impaler, their grab, um, now scoots you forward to do the grab. So instead of just like doing the little range pokey in place, it kind of scoots you forward. Um, I do think that makes it a little bit more difficult to avoid just because now they can start it at range, right? Without having to use another cooldown or movement or anything. Um, but I don't yeah, think absolutely. But I don't think it's going to be that crazy of a change and probably most will still take the pre-awaken one. Um... God Incinerator uh, got a PvP and a PvE damage buff. Hold on, let me see. I have I have these numbers broken down in a little in a little sheet for you guys. 
All right, so God Incinerator now does 25% more damage in PvE by, uh, because it has 300% more damage per hit, essentially, on those 14 hits. And in PvP, does 16.07% more damage. So a pretty significant buff in PvP. Um, Cleansing Flame now is a 25% critical uh, hit chance in PvP as well. <clears throat> Already had it in PvE, but now uh, applies to players as well. So cleansing will do a little bit more damage in the neutral game uh, and on the re-CC if you use that for re-CC. And then Searing Fang uh, now does 24, essentially 25% more damage in PvE and 15.36% more damage in PvP. So damage buff on three abilities. I'm with you in that even when it comes to Awakened Guardian, like Siege and stuff, it's probably still going to be ass. Um... Yeah, they do. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't do Awakened Guardian, so I can't really give too much of an opinion on it, in all honesty. However, yeah. I will say that I, I, pretty much all the Guardians that I see in Nodors are Succession. So I feel like that kind of tells you what you need to know. Yeah, sorry. The non Flame Trail, to be specific, uh, the non Flame Trail damage got buffed by 15 uh, point whatever percent, 15.9%. Or 15.3%, sorry, in PvP. The the two actual hits, not the pet damage. The pet damage remained unchanged in PvP. Um, And then... So, I, I don't know, like, I, I'm with you in that. I think with the lack... With less Drax in there, even Awakening might be more interesting, especially if the damage... Because damage is so important in Solar, right? Because of how tanky yeah. everyone feels. Um, yeah. And the slows actually affecting people will be huge. But... I think Suck Guardian's probably still going to be better um, just because of the time it takes to cast abilities. Yeah. No, I, I agree. <clears throat> yeah. Hold on, let me look at this real quick. I want to look at the... Um, I don't know what percentage of the damage the actual flame hit is. So I'm going to just look at the skill to get a general idea and do some rough, horrible, 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 horrible math in my head. Wait, what do you need uh, um, to look at? The flame hit skill. So the flame hit, the flame hit accounts for l less than half of the damage on the in the skill. So like, I think it it's fine. It's still a pretty big buff, but the flame hit is like significantly less damage than the actual two hits of the skill. Um, partly because it has so much PvP damage reduction on it, but also it's just less damage per hit. Um. All right. So. <clears throat> Well, it's not 50% of it, Mocker. It's way less than that because of how much less damage it does in PvP. So one of them is... One of them does I mean, essentially 1,000 times 8 with only like 35% reduction. Or now 40%, whereas the other one 65%. It's like literally not even close. It's probably like maybe a quarter of the damage. If you use both hits, if you only use one hit, maybe then it's like 30%. But yeah, the reduction rate's so much different that the fire reduction is actually such a, a lot smaller amount of damage. But yeah, it's not overall the skill's not fifteen percent more damage because the f flame part didn't change. It's I don't know, probably like ten or eleven somewhere around there. Um. All right. So succession. I don't believe any of these got actually buffed in PvP. If they did, it's like very very minor. Um. But no, they 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 specifically put like <clears throat> PvP they... same as before. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then So it's um, only PvE nurse. Buffs. Which again is confusing buffs, not because nurse. why are you calling it? Or nurse? yeah, PvP buffs, okay. sorry. Which is confusing because like Suck Guardian PvE is like fine, if not already like pretty damn good. Um and better than Awakening, I'm pretty sure. At least at like the in terms of like the numbers you can pull, like if you're tryharding. Yeah. Um and Sailor Jerry with less Drax and Waking Guardians will still get mulched by bladers and DKs. I I don't know if that's true in Solar because the way damage works. It, you might be right, but I, I I would say in open world, I would say without a shadow of a doubt, yes, they'll still get deleted, right? But in in Solar, like damage is so much lower, their block actually becomes way more effective in there. So I don't know necessarily that it would just get deleted by a DK or a Musa in Solar because of how much reduction there is. But maybe I'd have to see it though. I, I hope some people try out Awakened Guardian because I, I just want to see how it how it goes. Um, but yeah, I I, I got think... you. I'll 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 try it out. I'll be the guinea pig. Okay. I although I don't know how to play it, so it's probably not going to be a good test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with the PVE buffs. I, again, it's like they were uh, Suck Guardian was okay. It was like some spots it's good, some spots it's only okay. So I think now it's like, this kind of solidifies it as pretty high end. So it'll be like, you know, you don't have to feel bad grinding on this class. Also, the PvE buffs on Awakening are, are pretty fat, too. Awakening got, like those damage buffs in Awakening are, are really good. So, I don't know, we'll see how that, that plays out. Uh, Hash. This, this might actually be my least favorite change in the entire, in the entire thing. And everyone said I was overreacting, but the more and more I think about this, the more and more this pisses me off for multiple reasons. I, I saw you leave a Reddit comment about it where you were complaining about it. Yeah, so here's what they did. Their intentions were good, okay? But as the saying goes, the road to hell is often paved with good intentions, all right? And this is uh, what's going on here. So in succession, you spawn tornadoes up with descent, you can spawn tornadoes up with Chosen Blade, which is their Shift Q ability, does a little tornado in front of them, and you can spawn tornadoes up with Al's Breath. Now, one of the this is an awesome change, and this is a, a this was a huge PvP change and a PVE change. But one of the downsides to it is if you cast the tornadoes too late at a place like let's say Gaifen Raja Temple underground, and the tornado is sitting there ticking damage after you're done killing the mob, it could wake up the wrong mob and make your PVE kind of annoying. So they were like, oh, we understand that problem. We're going to try to fix that for you by giving you an off switch. So now when you cast Halidy Throw, um, all of your tornadoes will instantly disappear. Now the problem with this is in PvE, Halidy Throw is one of your, your two ways to get your AP buff up. So when you hit a mob, uh, or when you hit a target with Halidy Throw, you gain 20 AP, and oftentimes people use it uh, right before... Um, Al's Dominion, which is the spacebar skill, to start their combo off, or like midway through when you're just trying to get some um, filler damage, you'll use it as well. So now when you use Halidy Throw, if you try to use it for filler damage, your tornadoes disappear. So now that option's off the table, which is fine, whatever, right? Like you could cast at the start of your combo, you'll have the AP buff up, and then maybe use Hourglass of Death, the other AP buff, halfway through your combo. But where it becomes a real problem is in PvP, because two weeks ago, 
when they buffed hash one of the buffs that kind of went under the radar in my opinion was uh they sped up halidy throw so it was pretty slow so if you used it, it wasn't that protected the range on it isn't or it's not protected at all it was pretty slow the range on it was kind of meh and they sped it up and it is like it's actually really fast now so in PvP, if you're just bouncing around, you use Descent in the neutral game really often. You use Al's Breath in the neutral game really often. So your tornadoes are out all the time. It's part of Hash's playstyle now, where they're kind of slowly chipping you down. Or if they get a CC, you have the tornadoes on top of them already to help you with your combo, right? Like it's so they're so powerful to have out. But now, if you want to use Halidy Throw as a catch. Or as a peel, which in Solaire, it's, it's legitimately a good peel skill and super safe where you could just throw it from range to try to get a stiffen. It just shuts off your tornadoes. It's horrible. It's a horrible, horrible change. It is so bad and so poorly thought out. It, it literally, they, they, the Pearl Abyss devs created a, uh, a fixed ticket, sent it to Bear, and Bear's playing Valorant all day, and he was like, did a little half-ass change, and now this is what we're left with. Why? Yeah. Why Bear? Because <laughs> Bear is a developer and he's works for Pearl Abyss. I have to assume. So Bear's been assigned. I thought for a long time Bear was assigned to the spin spree buff too, but this change tells me it got moved up in the ladder. But this change is like literally, you have to not play the class to think that this was the right skill to put this on. The the only way is to be like, I've never played this class before. It's the only way you could ever think. That, that would be the right skill to put this on like there's a skill paradise beckons i guess some people in a niche very niche situation argue you you can use paradise beckons but you could put it on paradise beckons you could put it on auto attack uh like if you auto attack that'll shut off the tornadoes or just give you a, a whole new skill entirely that literally just turns it off or a key bind yeah. that you can use there's no reason to put it on a skill that you'd still want your tornadoes out when you use it's just As so evidence of that uh, statement you made, where you literally have to not play the class to think this was a good idea, uh, I read this change and I was like, oh, that sounds really good. That sounds yeah. super helpful for them because I've never played the class before. <laughs> well, then it trickles. Down. I don't really play Suck Hash uh, that much, but it trickles uh, down to Awaken Hash as well because it shuts off Al's Breath, not just Prime Al's Breath tornadoes. So... That this isn't a problem in Awakening. In Awakening, you always use Al's Breath right at the start of a combo, so they're never up at the end anyway. So the tornadoes are never an issue for Awakening. So it's like, now if I use Halidy Throw, which I will use uh, a bunch, if I have my tornadoes out, it just turns them off. And it's like, why? Why on earth would it ever do that? It's just such a bad change. I don't know. I hate it. That change really... This change literally is like the guy doesn't play. Like there's... I usually am like, dude, some of the people over there play, so I'm saying no one plays, but this got assigned to someone who has never played this class. Or if they did, it was just for the poly grind. You know? Anyway, bother. This me. was a this was a change recommended by uh, Motion Mop after ten minutes of bandit grind. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Someone said, why not toggle tornado with its own skill? Yeah, if I if I press Al's Breath from the hotbar while it's on cooldown, there, that turns off your tornadoes. How about that? Problem solved. Alright. Nova. The Nova change are are, uh, changes are pretty exciting, Rez, uh, to be honest. Yeah, I heard Suck Nova is going to be busted now. <sighs> Did you actually hear that? I 
There's may th- exaggerate slightly. Okay. They're, they're, I heard it's going to be really strong from like a couple people. In in what? Oh, I don't know. They didn't really qualify it. <laughs> oh my god, dude! This is the game of tele, the worst game of telephone of all time. Okay, so it it got PVE damage changes, and that's it. Like literally, just fucking PVE damage. That's all. So it's gonna be busted in PVE. No. All right. So here's here's what happened. Um. Prime Pass Pawn, which is the, the the little the little shitty pawns bouncing around dealing damage, they got a three hundred percent damage increase in PVE. Um, and then Prime King of the Dead, which is Axion that pops out of the ground, he got a two hundred percent damage increase in PVE. The reason why both of these are good is because essentially every ability in the kit that you use, the pawns and Axion are dealing damage in your PVE rotation. Almost every skill for Axion, but basically every skill for the pawns um and a lot of them are a lot of hits some of them are four hits some are two some are eight some are seven so the pawns dealing 300 more damage per hit is is really huge and it's going to make their pve feel a lot better um yeah because their pve is kind of dog shit isn't it it's, it's terrible it's really terrible so what, what's what's worse the succession nova or awakening kuno in pve it depends on the place. If you're at if you're at Gaifen or Trolls, I would say Awaken or Suck Nova is worse. If you're at a place like Hex or uh, or uh, Orcs where you need a little bit more AOE, then I would say Kuno is worse. But they're both vying for that spot. You know what I mean? So luckily, Suck Nova will finally get pulled out of there. I don't even know if this is going to make it. I think this will help a lot. Like on paper, it's like okay, that's a lot of extra damage. So it should help a lot, but then, you know, in practice, sometimes things look awesome, and then you feel it, and it's not. But the reason why I think it's going to be great is because Prime Fianchetto um, now has 25% extra crit, which is huge in PvE, um, and the number of hits on the last uh, the last hit went from 4 to 6, so the last hit now is just straight up a 50% damage buff in PvE. And then Prime Frozen Darkness uh, also got two additional hits on the last hit. And the the... The thing that's cool about both of these skills is that the cooldown is low enough that you basically can use these two skills every single pack. So it's not like on a buffed on a skill that's like, oh, all right, well, every two skills I do a little bit more damage, or every two packs I do more damage. Like you're definitely going to have this up at, at spots let, like, let's say, Sakrea. You're going to have both these skills up every single pack. So overall, I think the PV damage is going to feel a lot better. This is like a, hu- a pretty huge change in PvE. I don't know if it'll be insane, but it'll be good. I do still think it's weird in... At Hex, I think it'll still be super hard because it doesn't have good forward guard damage. So if you're... Or not at Hex. Uh, yeah, at Hex, sorry. At Hex, I think it'll still be kind of tough because uh, one thing that really helps classes, if you have any forward guard damage to throw in there at Hex, you can mitigate a lot of the attacks and then reposition after to let your forward guard recover. But this class is mostly super armor. So you're still going to be eating hits. But everywhere else, it should be really, really good. Should be a lot better. I, I'm super excited about these changes. These were good, thoughtful. The person that plays this class or did this change actually thought about the class and how it functions. So, you know, that's good. All right, Brutal Ring. Well, maybe maybe yep. Kuno's next week then. Yeah, Kuno's PvE buffs are probably next week. I'm... I mean, they did say Succession Kuno. They said in the blue note that Succession Kuno is getting PvE buffs next week. 
which again, that's one of those weird things res where I'm just like, okay, I, I'm not going to complain that Sakuno's getting buffs. I'll take it. But of the two specs, Sakuno is the one that's like, all right, this is pretty decent. So it's very odd to me that the Awakening Kuno wouldn't get a PvE buff, but the other one does. Do I pronounce Fianchetto wrong? How, how should I say it? How do you pronounce Fianchetto? So oh, was the was the was the spin spree thing only a PvP buff, not PvE? Well, it's ten percent faster, so it's gonna deal its damage faster in PvE, but that's it. The problem with it is that's already our only good skill in PvE, so it's like actually there's there's two. That that lunatic discus is really good. So it's like, okay, that's awesome, but still not uh you know. So the changes, the Awakening Kuno changes, while huge in PvP, don't really do much for PvE. No. And they're saying they're going to buff Suck Kuno PvE next week. Look, here, here's the thing. I'll, I'll meet them in the middle because I'm so happy about the Spin Spree buff for PvP. If Suck Kuno PvE gets buffed to where it's like feels really good, I'll, I'll be happy. I'll grind on Suck and PvP on Awakening. I can live with that. I hate it. I would rather grind on Awakening because I, I enjoy Awakening more, but at least within the one class, I'd have the option, right? Not feel but like you're forgetting the part else. where the second you start playing the class again, it's going to get nerfed. It's going to get nerfed, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, then that's when we just all hell breaks loose and we tag the Suck Nova and start ruining people's lives. <laughs> that's where we say, fuck it, we're a PvP. Are you going to abuse Suck Nova and Arena Solaire again? So here's the thing. I, I still probably will play it occasionally. You bastard. Because I actually do find it fun. I, I know it sounds crazy, but I, I think it's super fun to play. So I'll probably still play it occasionally. But I will definitely be more... Now, keep in mind, I only played about 40 games on Suck Nova. Relative to my, my Kuno and Hash. On my Hash, I probably played like 60. And on my Kuno, I played like 200. So it still is like you know, relatively low, and it, that ratio will probably remain. I'll probably still play around 30, 40 games on it. Well, it's going to be over two months, so it's going to be longer. We're going to talk about that after we get through this, but um, I'll probably still play it, but I'll definitely play Awaken Hash more. I think Awaken Hash got a lot stronger in two ways. One, it's faster, and then the Rebombs hit harder, but two, it's not going to die to suck Drax standing up over and over and over again. And Awaken Hash, much like Guardian, applies insane slows uh, that just were negated entirely by Drax, like you were saying. So it's going to be huge. And yeah, only 40. I mean, look, 40 is a lot of games, but relative to like the, uh, whatever. I, I was playing on an alt account too. I, I My alt account had 150 ladder games and then my main account had like 350 or 400 or something. Why the hell are you playing on an alt account? You're not Armin. Uh, just to get griefed a little bit less. <laughs> it was like for fun it was it was also so i could experiment i was playing like i played a little bit of suck ninja on that uh on that one i played I was oh playing suck you Hash. coward do that playing. on your main like a real man well the problem is is at my main was at a at an mmr where it's like your team is just gonna be mad that you're tanking right whereas on the it. alt account i i was starting at whatever 1150 so i get to just play all these classes i never played before and I was still better than all my team. You know what I mean? I, I mean, it's coward. less... It's less. How does that make me a coward? 
coward. I tried so many classes in Arena Solaire on my main shit. Yeah, but you were stuck in value pack elo. I played I played I played Suck Sage at fucking like fifteen fifty and people were getting mad at me. Mm-hmm. I was uh I was in a game with you on my alt account. And I'm just gonna say this. You were on your Zerker. There is a uh a good chance you were gonna perform better on your Suck Sage with the way you were playing on Zerker that day, all right? <laughs> so I don't want to hear about how you were experimenting on Sage when some of the decisions you were making I was like okay Rezlar officially doesn't give a fuck about his team there was no team I don't know if you were mad at your team from get go I don't know the history behind the players you were with but you literally suicided in in two of the fights and just like let yourself die and I was like I, he must be tilted I don't know what's going on yeah I probably there was definitely a lot of rage queuing for me <laughs> <laughs> but like I don't give two shits about my rank so like I, I really don't care about win or loss do, I'm just like whatever do you get less frustrated when you're on sage or guardian than you do on zerker like if you lose do you find uh, okay so I was probably getting the most frustrated on guardian because of Drax existence hmm. Um, because I was just dying standing up because I'm a guardian I have two iframes one of which is a 16 second cooldown so I literally can't avoid Drac damage. Um, so that was probably the most frustrating. So now that Dracs aren't going to be around as much, that'll probably be less of an issue for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously I'm getting less frustrated playing classes that I don't really know what I'm doing because I, I it's less about me being like, ah, shit, I like really misplayed that and yada yada. And it's more of just like, well, I did the best that I could. I, I don't really know what I'm doing, so... Yeah. So, like, if I was playing, like, Awaken Sage or uh, Awaken Musa or, I don't know, like, what was, like, Suck Striker, these classes that I have fun playing, but I don't really know what I'm doing, then I, I wasn't really getting frustrated on those because I don't know what I'm doing. It's hard to get frustrated whenever I feel like I, I don't even recognize the mistakes that I'm making. Yeah. I, um... I don't know. I'm trying to think the most frustrated I got. I, I actually did get frustrated on Nova sometimes because I'm like, dude, I, I don't know how you can not realize like suck Nova power level spikes dramatically when you play around it and it falls off hard. If your teammates just abandon you and go trying to do like some shit on their own, just completely far away where you can't peel for them or they can't peel for you. But when you play around the Nova, just the sheer amount of CCs, damage slows, debuffs that are going off when you're playing around it is like a nightmare to deal with. But I, I so many times I would have like, I remember in one match, I had a suck wizard literally at the start, just double TP away and like engage. And I'm like, I can't even get to them to the peel. And then they come out of V on the opposite side of the map. And then I can't get over to them in time to peel. And it's just like, dude, come on, man. But the most tilted I got Dude, honestly, the most tilted I got is every time I actually caught people and did a combo on Awakening Kuno. Like, that shit just killed me a little bit more and more every <laughs> single time, dude. Where, dude, there was this one fight where I literally, I was in a 1v2 and I caught, I, I had to have caught each of the players like 10 times. Like, I, it, I was in the 1v2 from like the two minute mark all the way down to when it ended. And it was just CC, 
combo, 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 CCs, and, and just like dealing 20% of their health, 15%. And I was just like, dude, this is so crazy. I cannot believe it. And then when I go on my Nova and I, I spec for like ignore grapple res, I, I spec for, I put on the protection stone and I still deal more damage than Kuna. It was like, okay, this shit's fucking, I'm over it. Hash was yeah. also, Hash it was, Hash felt really strong. It's just, Hash doesn't feel super strong into a Drac and a Musa, like combined on the same team. At least not to me because of the slows no longer affecting it. And then also the, you know, the dying in your skill while you're standing because of Drac. And E-buff yeah. Musa too, dude. Oh my God. E-buff Musa is so crazy. So one of the most frustrating things for me in Arena Solaire was I'm playing Zerker and they my team literally says like okay just grab this person and like we'll kill them and so it's like okay like that's the game plan then I'm just going to grab this person yeah like I can do that that's really easy if if all I'm focused on is grabbing a player and so I do it and then they don't die. And then I do it again, and they don't die. And I'm literally just chasing, like, this Suck Wiz or this Archer or this, like, Guardian, like, whatever it is around, and I keep grabbing them, but they're not dying. And I'm like, okay, like, what's going on here? And then it's doubly frustrating when my teammates aren't in voice, so I don't have any way to communicate with them to say, hey, I gotta grab... I just have to hope that they're paying attention, and it's like, I, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. No, that, there's nothing better than when someone else... I, I usually try to say the game plan, to be honest, but it, it's hilarious to me when someone else says the game plan and then they don't follow the game plan that they laid out for us. Yes! Yeah, because I'm, I'm the person... I don't make the game plan. I'm always like, if somebody else says like, "Hey, I think this is the best like way to do it," I'm like, "All right, like let's let's go, let's do it." Yeah. And whenever someone has like this game plan, and I'm following the game plan, and they are not following the game plan, it is so fucking irritating, especially when like I'm basically inting for these grabs, right? I'm not putting out like lots of damage right i'm leaving myself super vulnerable to being killed because i'm sitting here in this sa not doing damage or ccing anybody so they're doing damage to me and it's like i i need these other two people to follow the game plan which they're <laughs> not doing it's very frustrating yeah all right let's move on because i want to talk about the dev node stuff because the solar stuff is super exciting all right Awakening Nova Brutal Ring got uh, a PvP damage reduction rate from 80% to 67%. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, but it's around a 65% damage buff in PvP, which is huge, but the skill literally did nothing in PvP, so should be alright. And then um, it also recovers Star's Breath, 0.2% uh, recovery effect of uh, Breath of Stars on has been added for each hit. Um, Excel Swooping Ring no longer costs stamina, instead costs holy power, and Excel Break Orbit stamina consumption reduced from 150 to 100, so um, they're going to be a lot less stamina starved in Awakening, or when they're in Excel. Um, and Brutal Ring will do a little bit of damage, so very, very strong changes for Nova. Um, Sage, 
Suck Sage got a ton of stuff, dude. Suck and Awaken Sage. So, Suck Sage, Ator's Fist got 50% uh, crit against PvE mobs. So, Ator's Fist going to do more damage in PvE. 25% crit against players. So, Ator's Fist now going to hit harder. That's F. That's just the big forward punch skill. Uh, Prime Spearbolt now gives them a 16 AP buff and they remove the electric shock effect. So, it no longer has the slow. Um, so, it's 16 AP instead of 10. Uh, I think it's magic AP. Prime Rift Storm now does a little bit more damage, actually a lot more damage in PVE, 300% more per hit, or I guess uh, closer to 200% more per hit. They also remove the electric shock uh, effect from that. Prime Spatial Fisher now has Frontal Guard. That's Shift LMB, that's the accuracy buff, which is fucking, I think that's in crazy. That skill is super strong, hits really hard now as Frontal Guard, so that's a really strong change. Uh, Prime Spatial Collapse got a PVE damage buff. Uh, of about 200%, not about, actually exactly 200%. Um, Prime Illusion Expansion, actually no, um, actually 300%. Prime Illusion Expansion, uh, skill damage increase, they got, that also has a couple hundred percent more damage per hit. Uh, Absolute Realm of Anguish, cooldown change from 20 seconds to 15. Uh, Gravity Rift now got a damage buff in PvP and PvE in the way of uh, just straight up skill damage. It now does like 170% more damage per hit, but also has a 50% crit chance added to it. So it might be okay filler damage in PvE. And then in PvP, if you're using it for forward guard, maybe it does a little bit of damage. I'd, I'd have to see a test once it comes to live. Um, the Energized Thorn, which is the Rabom, now has forward guard. That's just the Rabom uh, damage throwing spear. So like 13, 60% damage or whatever. Yeah, the AoE damage one. Yeah, that one now has forward guard. So they have a couple new forward guards in this kit, which are really strong. A little bit more PvP damage and then a lot more PvE damage. Um, I still think, I mean, we'll see, I guess. Like, Dalen, who lo he like loves Suck Sage, he's going to retag it when it comes out and test out the PvE. Uh, he's feeling positive about it just because so many things changed. But if it's not good, like, still... I don't, I don't know. He actually doesn't want form shift to be changed because he hate. He thinks form shift isn't fun. But it would be really easy to make it efficient in PvE by just buffing the crit on form shift again in PvE. Anyway, so we'll see how that ends up uh, playing out. Awakening! Uh, Awakening, you can now cancel into flow interrogate immediately by left clicking. Um, so you don't have to stay throughout the entirety of lightning prison. You can stop and instantly go into interrogate if you want. Uh, Rift Storm... Got a PvE damage buff. Um, they added two additional hits in PvE. It also does, I forget the number, but it's like 10% more damage in PvP, I think. I think even though the PvP reduction got changed, it, it didn't get changed enough, so it does a little bit more damage in PvP. Um, in Lightning Bolt, the Arcanon effect now has two additional hits in PvE. Um, I, the, I, I'm not sure if the PvP actually changed on this one. Actually... It might have. I actually don't know. If anyone knows in chat if the Arcanan damage on either of these skills changed in PvP, I'd be curious to know. Um, but yeah, the pet damage is now going to be a little bit higher on that skill. Um, Spear Bolt, the damage changed. Uh, now does 100 damage did increase a little bit? Okay. Uh, Spear Bolt does a little bit uh, more damage in PvE now, 150% more per hit. And also, uh, Spear Bolt and the Flow uh, stamina cost got reduced from 200 to 150. A little stamina buff for them as well. 
couple skills with some PvE damage and some PvP damage. So, oh, Sage Sage change is pretty cool. And Res is a resident uh, suck Sage abuser in Solaire. Yeah, how, right. How you feeling about these changes? Uh, I mean, the PvP changes aren't much. Uh, so you don't think the Ford guard changes a lot on spatial? Uh, I mean, not spatial. Um, um, uh, yeah, spatial, spatial Fisher. Shift uh, LMB. Yeah. Right. Eh. Well, here's the thing. We from the last from the end of Solaire until now, it we're actually. Sage hasn't gotten to try either of the patches, right? The damage buffs that they got a couple weeks ago came out after yeah. Solar ended and these changes. No, yeah, I'm excited to see how it feels in Solar with the the last changes that it got. Um but I think it's still going to have the exact same problems that it does. So I I think the thing is is that the changes are going to make it better at what it already does, which is uh clap shitters. Um so it's going to be really, really strong in like low elo against people who don't know what the fuck they're doing. But as soon as you start getting up even like relatively high and start fighting against relatively competent PvPers, it, you're just going to get fucked on, I feel like. Okay. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I'd love to be wrong because I'd love to actually be able to play it at uh I, and like actually climb, but... I think you're mostly right. I just think to it... To a like the wherever that line was before, it's probably higher up now. Because remember, you said I think the way you put it was there's like an MMR where just you're no longer going to be effective on it once you get there. I think that yeah, probably once you went get above 1500, I, I would say like once you get above 1500, you start fighting against like actually like pretty good PVPers for the most part. Uh, and it's just you can't you just like can't climb anymore with it, you just get destroyed. But like below fifteen hundred, especially like when you're starting out at like eleven fifty, it's really easy to just destroy people on it. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, Corsair. Uh, Corsair Prime Waypout now has a little bit more attack range, uh, which is cool. I think you can potentially use that as a catch. It's really fast. Um, but Prime Waypout getting. That is pretty cool. Riding waves. This one is so this is so random, like so unexpected to me. But riding the waves now has a invincibility effect in PvE only when using the skill. So that's kind of interesting. Um, Prime Captain's orders open fire after using the skill W plus left clicked has been improved so that the flow after the storm skill is activated. Um, and when using the arrow keys and the spacebar skill, change so that it can link to flow waves skedaddle, which is the iframe. Prime Wave Lash now uh, flows into Storming Gale a lot faster. This is nice for, I guess, 1v1 combo damage, but PvE as well. It's a really nice change. Uh, Flow Squall and Flow Tide's Kiss now have, uh, I believe they're both Tier 2 PV, uh, tier two add-ons. They've both been added to the list, so you can put add-ons on Flow Squall and Flow Tide's Kiss. Um... And then for Awakening, Pirate's Life for me, improvements have been made so that members of the pirates that appeared when using the skill change their attack target. So this is interesting because they're in their demo, they show like now the cannoneer is actually going to teleport to where the Corsair is if they travel a certain distance. Whereas before, the cannoneer is basically stuck where you first cast it. Doesn't matter how far you go. So it's like, uh, 
it's just very that 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 change is interesting and i guess the the otters are going to refocus their attack in case you move targets so i, I gotta see how effective that actually feels and then captain's orders and the flow to captain's orders both got pve damage buffs that's shift f um in terms of pve changes i don't think these are that crazy i i get they're like very minimal but we'll see i think the otters right now are like completely ineffective in pve this will make them slightly more but i don't know if it'll be enough i guess we'll have to see but if it ends up not being enough they could either go they could go one of two routes either a just buff the damage on some of the base abilities um or make buff the damage on the otters like they did with suck nova changes i guess either one would kind of work if the otters are actually hitting now it's weird that they spawn otters all right jaconia Oh, Draconia. Raz, you ready for this, man? Uh, been ready, man. All right. I think we're going to have a interesting, interesting discussion here. All right. It's a shame that we don't have Nyashi here to say Draconia. Yeah. And Dracania and whatever other bullshit ways he pronounces it. <laughs> All right. So absolute Brimbolt Strike uh, got additional PvP damage reduction. Prime Brimbolt Strike uh, PvP damage reduction changed from 53% to 58%, and then on the additional hit, uh, the PvP reduction changed from 10% to 20.8%. The additional hits at maximum output have changed from 3 to 2. Um, this also affects the flow, because the flow um, takes its damage from Prime Brimbolt Strike, so that's Shift RMB into Flow LMB. Uh, Prime Blazing Strike... PvP damage reduction from 36% up to 58%. Prime Sundering Claw from 34% up to 57%. Prime Mark the Nons Flourish. Down attack effect on uh, successful second hit has been removed. Prime Dragon's Fury. This is the e-buff. The effect of charging all ions while, the, while using the skill has been removed. And ions are now consumed while using the skill that emits ions even during the buff effect of the e-buff. And Prime Mark the Nons Scale no longer uh, recovers ions. That's the PA. And it has been changed so that refraction no longer has a lingering uh, iframe at the end of the slide. So, Rez, your initial reaction to these changes? Um, I don't know. I just I I hear like angels in the distance as the as the sky opens up and Jesus Himself descends from the heavens to deliver these nerfs onto the rest of the population. <laughs> no, I think they're good. Um, I feel like they're pretty reasonable. I, I don't think they went too overboard, um, personally. I know that all, all of the FOTMers are going to be really upset and talk about how it's dead class or whatever. I, I think that the, the nerfs are pretty fair. They nerfed the damage on like a really oppressive, like way overtuned skill, and they took away some protection stuff. Like, seems fair. All right, so here, here's where I am. So first of all, they nerfed the damage on one, two, we're not going to count the absolute, but one, two, three, uh, four, four different abilities and pretty significantly, including the flow to Brimbolt Strike since it's tied to Brimbolt's damage. So they nerfed the damage on four abilities. And then on top of that, by nerfing the Ion effect on Dragon's Fury and Marthenon's scale, they effectively nerfed um, all seven of their Ion charge abilities because... If you can't recover ions, uh, you don't get the full damage. You don't get the hard-hitting scary damage that it does. Um, 
and now they're not going to have the ions nearly as much like an, on initial engages when charging up manually with Ford RMB, but outside of that, they're really not. Um, I, I don't like changing this many things in one single patch. Like if it was I all heard. of the damage changes and then maybe the iframe linger and then see how it plays out. And if they felt like the ions were still a problem, then remove one of the skills at a time, maybe starting with the PA and then the E buff or whatever. But all of it in one patch is like, dude, there is no way you can account for how much of a change this is. Just like, well, it'll probably feel like this. You know what I mean? Like, it's just mm -hmm. so many changes in one patch. Yeah, so I agree. I, I always think that you should make less changes first. Um, for sure, that would have been preferable. But I think that this class was just so fucking oppressive. I don't know. I I, it I don't. Was, and I hate it. In as much this as specific case, I I don't really mind it as much. Here's the problem. Here here's why I hate when they do it like this. And I think you'll you'll agree with this sentiment at least. Let's say this does come out, and the class does end up being like just bad, right? Well, let's say it ends up being. I'm not saying it will for sure, but let's say it ends up being objectively just terrible. It's now a damage dealing class purely that doesn't deal good damage. Let's say that ends up being the net result and then no one plays it. The problem I have with this approach is it's not going to be changed and put into a usable state for minimum six months, maybe longer, potentially a year. Like some classes have to wait a year or two to get changes. And that's why it's like, if you do a major nerf like this, it's not like they're gonna come back next week like, oh, we went a little bit too far. Right. It just never happens. So it's like you, I don't know. It's just like, God damn. But man. isn't it, okay. But I, I could use that same argument to go the other direction though, that because they're not going to touch it for another six months, if they do too little and it stays on top, yeah, then we have to deal with it for another six months. That's true. But at least and wouldn't that... you rather the meta like change and we not have to deal with Drax and we deal with some other bullshit for six months? Sure. Selfishly, yes. But I still think even in that scenario, we'd still get a lesson. So in my in my hypothetical, it would be like you would do all of these damage nerfs. You just wouldn't touch the ions in this particular patch. And then see sure. how it plays out, right? But even if yeah. that ends up being like, oh, they're still really strong, it's still a lesser version. It's still less damage, right? So it's still like, yes, it's annoying sure. we all have to deal with Drax all the time, but at least it's doing a little bit less damage than it was doing. So it's like, that's why it versus it being completely potentially unplayable. Maybe it won't be, but dude, the ion thing is so such a crazy change. It's It's such a crazy change. Like they literally don't get... They already were kind of complaining about ions in PV in PvP, even with these two recovering ions. And now with them being gone, it's like, oh my god, dude. I, I like I'm I'm again, I hate the Drac meta. I think it's really awful for the game and I hate it, and I'm really excited to not get one shot by Drax, potentially, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, I don't wish on anybody for them to be like, so for example, on Suck Zerker, right? They went through and changed uh, the super armor to forward guard on multiple skills, right? But dude, if in that same patch, there was also five skills that got damage nerfs and they added stamina consumption, like dude, all in one patch, like what the fuck? That would be awful. That'd be so devastating. It's just like, I don't know.
I mean, I guess I kind of felt it with the Sakuno changes, and I've seen it a million times before, like Suck Sage, like they're still slowly creeping back. I mean, dude, Suck Sage got its nerfs in what? Um April or May mm. of, of twenty twenty one. And like they're still slowly getting buffed up. That that's why it just I don't know. The class doesn't need to be not playable. And I fear that this potentially makes it so. I, I'm not guaranteeing that. I could be wrong. I have to see how it feels in actual game, but there's definitely going to be fewer of them. There might just be none. I, like, I don't know why you wouldn't just play Musa instead of this with the way this got changed. Well, if you're an FOTM, sure. But like, I mean, some people are still going to play it just because they enjoy it. And then here's the thing that really pisses me off. The thing that actually so I don't like them over nerfing in one single patch. But then what really fucking makes me mad is that this class is just dog shit in PVE and it actually got nerfed in PVE in two separate ways. One, Brimbolt Strike and the Flow now just do less damage in PVE because the additional hits at maximum output have changed and the Ion Recovery means they're not going to have ions as much and they're forced to use shit-ass Brimble Rays and their E skill to recover ions, which just is, I, it's just so dumb. It's already so bad. I don't know why they wouldn't add like any PvE buffs to go along with this. They're just like, yeah, we know it's bad. Let's make it a little bit worse. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, and, I, and that I can definitely agree with. Like, I know, I mean, I haven't played Suck Drack in, in any sort of PvE, but I know that everyone talks about how garbage it is. And so that is like a feels bad that in getting these PVP nerfs, they're already bad PVE is, is getting caught in the crossfire. That's really rough. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, I can't get behind the... Suck Drac was absolutely unplayable in PvE. All she had was PvP and now it's gone. I'm sorry, but though I, I don't give a fuck if your PvE is bad. It doesn't mean you should be destroying everyone in PvP. Those are just separate, not related things at all. So this notion, because I keep seeing that. It's like, oh, well, she wasn't good in PvE, so she doesn't need, don't nerf her in PvP. It's like, what? What are you talking about? It's not, no. Uh, lastly, Flow Obliterate on uh, Awakened Drac. The attack range of two hits has been increased. It's a slight increase. And this second change, I don't really know if it actually got applied to labs or not. It says after the second hit of Stormwall, it's been improved to smoothly link uh, with Hexblood Tectonic Slam. Um, but the, the way those two skills feel together on labs is the exact same. And then they had a demo video on the actual thing. The... This, the guy who translated it for um, BD Foundry didn't put it, but there's a demo video that literally shows them canceling out of Obliterate with Storm Maul, but that's not, um, yeah, it literally in their demo. So the, the bullet point doesn't match what their demo is showing, but also what their demo is showing is not possible on labs either. So it's super confusing. Both the bullet point isn't different on labs and the demo isn't on labs. So I don't know what this change is. I have no idea. It's a very, very confusing change. Um, so yeah, that was week one balance changes. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure how much is going to change next week. I know a lot of people are really hopeful for a bunch, but 
I'm not 100% sure if there's going to be that many changes. So this is what it says. This is the official translated version that we got posted on our site about class balance changes. Coming to the August 5th Friday update in Black Desert Global Lab, we'll start to see adjustments to overly powerful PvP classes, then focus on updates to classes that are overwhelmingly efficient in PvE, and those that show low efficiency in PvE. Our goal is to reduce the gaps and variances between classes. After that, we'll be taking additional feedback and then making more fine-tuning fine-tuned adjustments so the only classes we know for sure that are getting changes next week is suck striker and suck kuno there's a chance i would say probably a good chance that nothing else gets changed next week so for anyone else that was hoping for buffs or nerfs i i don't know that they're happening um yeah so there's that that's that's the, that's the buffs in a nutshell. So, suck Valk. I know you suck in PVE. It's too bad, apparently. Um, all right, the dev note. Anything, dev note. Anything you want to talk about in PVE? Solar is gonna be a lot different. Uh, with these balance changes, though. These plus the ones yes. previously. Solar is gonna be very. It's gonna be crazy. I I think there's still gonna be a lot of mooses. I think there's probably gonna be more mooses now. But I think there will be a more yes. more of a few other classes as well. I think there will be more hash. There's definitely going to be a lot more suck hash. I think there will be a couple more Maywas, a couple more suck DKs, a couple more Awakened Sages. There will be a few classes in there that are a little bit more prominent. But Musa's, there's going to be a lot of Musa's. I mean, it was definitely the easiest class for me to climb on, not knowing what I was doing. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this dev note. You ready? Yes, sir. Arena of Solaire. The first season of Arena of Solaire will start on August 17th and run for about two months. So that's not this Wednesday, but next. This upcoming Wednesday, uh, nothing. But the week after that, we're getting Arena of Solaire. Uh, it's going to last about two months. I think, I think two months is a decent amount of time for a Solaire season. Do you... Agree, disagree? Do you think that's too long or too short? Uh, I so I assume that they're gonna do like a season and then like a small break and then a season and then a small yeah, break. That's my guess. And that's fine as long as it makes sense for them to do a small break. They're actually going to go in during the break and change arena solaire in the way that the players want them to right if they do a season of solaire and then a month-long break and then bring it back and it's literally the exact same as before then i'm questioning why we needed a break in the first place right right so in this case the first time around there's definitely changes dramatic changes actually yeah now hopefully we haven't heard about the actual maps themselves but hopefully there's changes there as well god i hope Anyway, so they say there's going to be some changes. They've added made. more vacuums. <laughs> added more vacuums, yeah. There, there's going to be some changes made for the first PvP season. For example, the result window. Players can now check how much damage was dealt and who is the, MP, uh, the MVP has been improved so that you can now see more information about the match. It will be possible to check equipment and skill specialization so you'll be able to see crystals, gear, and skill add-ons of your opponents. Uh, which, which is, is huge. Super cool. And a separate ranking page has been created as well, so you can check rankings by class. And it shows, for example, 
when you sort it by ranger, you can see the top 10 rangers um, on the list, which is, I love this. This is cool. This is cool because top 100 is not, this is really gonna give a lot more information instead of the annoying top 100 everywhere. It's like, well, my class wasn't in top 100. Because now it's like, well, some of these classes that didn't get in the top 100, you're gonna see have like five to 10 players that are literally just outside of the top 100. You know what I mean? Like where they were like on the cusp. Um, so it's like, it's not as bad as people think. The top 100 literally only allowed, there's 44 specs in the game. Um, so not every class is going to be like massively represented in the top 100. So it'll be interesting. It'll just be a lot more information, but also to compare yourself to other players of the same type, right? Like you could see your friends on there that play the same class. It, that It's going to be really cool. I, I love that. I love this change so much. Um, yeah, it's big. In addition, the matchmaking has been adjusted so that only two of the same class will be matched in the same team. Um, now this one is interesting because it's a low chance, but there's a chance. This is me on copium right now. I'm just gonna go full copium, okay? All right, ready. It is possible that the way this is worded, that the matchmaking has been adjusted so that only two of the same class will be matched in the same team, that this is worded this way specifically in the event that there are three or more or, or three of the same class in one single six person match. So you'd have two if there's three. And that potentially, again, this is where the copium comes in, real max dose here. That potentially, if there's only two of the same class in a party or in a group of six uh, for Solar, that those two are separated. That it's saying that only two of the same class will be matched, saying you'll never have three, but you'll sometimes have two if there are three of the same class in a match. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, this wording kind of would cover all bases. Now, I, I think that is some. It's a lot of copium. I told you. It's a lot of copium. It's a lot. I'm on it strong, real hopeful, because I really hate two of the same class. But there's potential here. All right? It's a maybe. I would say I would say it's a three percent chance. It's like going for a pen black star on a on a one hundred and fifty stack. It's one single attempt. It's probably not gonna happen, but we're hoping. Kragovich said, I'm smoking the same stuff as Frosty. Copium, dude. Hope. Hope, hope, hope. All right. So separate from that, they say the MVP criteria has also changed, so there's not about which teammate does the most damage, but will take in their full contribution, such as the number of CCs and other factors. I love this big. change. This Very is a big. super awesome change, and I'm just going to appreciate it and be grateful for now, but I do want to say going forward, and Lave, I see you in chat, you can feel free um, you, you can feel free to, uh, to forward this. But um, it would be kind of cool to see this number of CCs thing extended to Node Wars. Have a little bar in the Node War result Absolutely. page that shows how many CCs players do. Because I think a lot of people get hung up on kills and, and a lot of people don't get credit on classes that don't deal as much damage. But they actually did help their fight a lot by landing CCs. Yep. 100%. I mean, there's all kinds of stats that like really help out fights that don't get shown right i mean you have cc's is probably like the biggest one but you could also have like i don't know you could have like debuff supplied uh damage taken could be another one um 
I mean, even damage dealt in Node Wars, like, there's a lot of people who are doing lots of damage in Node Wars, but they're not getting a lot of kills. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really cool to see in Node War, like, how many people... I know this would probably be way more intricate, but it would be awesome. This has always been a dream of mine to have, like, a thing that shows, like, how many CCs or how many players died as a direct result of a CC you landed. Like, if you landed a CC and they died before ever getting out of that CC, then you'd get a little point, you know, like an assist or whatever. Mm -hmm. That would be really cool. Um, all right. So, but the MVP thing, counting CCs and stuff is really cool. So it's not just going to be Drax, Mooses, and Sorks that get the MVP. Um, for the first season, high-ranking players will be rewarded with the Arena Solar costume uh, and additional rewards that have not been shown. So you get this cool horse emblem stuck in your head that's gigantic and hideous. I do think the costume looks cool. I, I just really don't like the helmet. <laughs> I don't know why you would want a full horse on your head. I guess my only question is, what does it look like on females? Is it a skimpy bikini version of the same <laughs> armor? It's just the horse. Nothing else. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, And then the greatest change of all the changes. And you and I are going to debate about this, and I'm fine with that. All right. For players okay well hold on hold on you can't just say that we're going we're going to agree for the most part okay we'll have minute differences in opinion but we're both probably i think we're both happy about the change in general because it's still Absolutely. way better than what we had all right so yes for players who would like to practice their pvp outside of the ranked matches a practice mode will be added uh during the times when ranked queue is not available so that part alone i was like oh thank god because there's times where I'm like, dude, I just want to keep playing. Like, even if it doesn't affect my rank, like, it's so nice to just be able to queue up, you know? Um, and then separate from that, during the practice time, players can also form a party with a friend or a guild member when entering practice mode. So this is really cool. So when you're not laddering, when you're not during the seven hours a day doing the ranked PvP, you can queue up with your friends, fuck around, and just have fun. And try out extremely busted comps actually have someone to work with and talk to and all that stuff and just it'll be fun it'll be really fun i, I think it's going to be super fun so res what, what's your initial reaction to all of these uh the practice mode stuff and the rank the practice pvp outside of ranked hours i think it's great yeah i mean there's definitely like not everything has to be rank chasing right like mm -hmm. sometimes you can just go have fun yeah um so being able to play like whenever you want is awesome and then being able to queue up with friends is awesome because there's a lot of people that again they don't give two shits about their rank all they want to do is have some fun and part of having fun is being able to play with their guildies right this is, I mean, people meme about it all the time about how this game is very single player, right? Um, you can, you're constantly around other people, but in terms of being able to do things intentionally with people that you want to do things with, there's like not a lot of options built into the game, unfortunately. Even RBF, like, yeah, you can hope that you get placed on the same team, but you can't 
like party up with your friends and go join RBF and guarantee you have to play the fucking lottery and hope that you get put on the same team so that you can do things together. So being able to queue together is really awesome. And I'm glad that they, they realize like, Oh, like that's a thing that we can do because people want to do it. Yeah. So By the that's way, a good, it's a good change. You should be able to queue up with one other person in RBF, at least one other person. Like if you and yeah, a friend you know, want to play on the same team. It goes against BDO's uh, core philosophy of being a single-player MMO, I guess. You know. <laughs> See, I I don't look at group PvP even if you're not with like a pre-made team as single-player. I, I do. You you look at Arena Solar as a single-player mode. Yeah. I think that's so weird because you're literally talking, interacting with other players. So so like, if but I can't queue up with my friends. I can't play with people that I want to play with. Yeah, but that doesn't still that still doesn't make it single player, like by definition. Sure, by definitionally, sure. But I want to queue up with people that I want to queue up with. Like I, I so would you very would you consider Counter Strike? Would you consider Counter Strike single player if you're solo queuing, or like Call of Duty? Like if none of my friends even play the game, am I playing a single player game on? But like. Playing Call of Duty or ranked match, I, I feel sure, like it's definitely so... no. But again, those games allow you to queue with your friends, which is the part that's fun for me and a lot of other people. I get it, but it's still you're still playing with people. You're just not playing with specific people that you're you want to, but you're still playing with people. So it's not it's not really single player. I, I just don't understand how we could call that single player. I, I guess when you're literally playing, I think the single player thing players. is just more of a meme and you're getting really hung up oh, on okay. it. All right. I, I wasn't sure if you actually felt like that means it's like a single player game. Sometimes you don't no, know. No, I think it's just a meme, how it can feel a lot of times like it's a single player game um, because you don't have the ability to do things with your friends. But yeah. it's not that it's literally, definitionally, a, a single-player game. Yeah. Well, now you can play with your friends, so it'll be fun. Um. All right. I think that's all for the that at stuff. Specific times. Yeah. At the majority of times. At the majority the of times, unless you happen to have a regular job where you're working during the entire portion that you can play with friends. Yes, everyone's job in every time zone lines up exactly with that perfectly. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think this is a fine compromise. Um, still would just like to be able to come home from work and queue up with friends. And I get the argument that there's not enough people for it. You can't split up the queues. I understand that. But also, like, we're just assuming this. I don't know if if we could just try it and then how it doesn't work. Just and then Did we you say, not play last season? Did you not see the cues? How it worked last season? I don't understand how you would think it's an assumption to split it in half would not affect the queue times. I mean, I'm certain it would, but is it going to make it unplayable? Like, I don't know. I I just don't agree that we can definitely, for sure, one million percent, without a doubt say that that is an absolutely true statement and there's no other possibility i i can say it for sure without a doubt true statement 100 percent, because that those three weeks that we played is probably the most popular solar's ever going to be because it was new and exciting and then this next time around unless there's rewards 
there will probably be even fewer people playing it, especially in the last month of the season. Yeah, sure, but then just give it good rewards. I mean, I mean I, I, I'm with I, that. I just don't know why we're just writing this off without ever even attempting to solve the solution. We're, well, or but solve giving the rewards doesn't necessarily solve the problem. G giving rewards also makes it so you get the guy that's like, well, I fucking hate PvP. I'm just here for the money, which I... Yeah, but then he's in the, the casual queue and not in the rank queue. Yeah, but well, good luck getting out of the casual queue when you're with two people that are in the casual queue every time. It's not as easy as it seems. Like, it's especially like, I mean, how it depends, like, how much better you are, but you end up stuck in with those people all the time. I had multiple matches where literally no, 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 the guy I'm was saying, like, I'm, I'm literally here for about... the daily, and they just weren't participating in the PvP. Yeah, which sucks. And, like, that shouldn't be a thing. And that's why I don't think dailies should be a part of it, honestly. I fucking hate dailies just in general, but they absolutely should not be a part of, like, the Arena Solaire experience yeah. for sure. Um, and if you are going to have dailies, then again, I'm talking about if you had a 2Q system, then all of the people who are just there for the dailies are just there for the rewards, or theoretically in the casual queue, not in the ranked queue. So you have all of the people that are taking it very seriously and trying to climb and, and get their rank higher in the ranked queue. And that way, that separates your population of people. Yes. But again, like I understand the argument. Yeah. I, I, I am understanding the argument that there's not enough people to separate the population. My only thing is that I feel like if you separate it and you actually incentivize players to participate in both forms, in both queues, then like we can give it a shot and see if it works. And guess what? If it doesn't work, then we say, okay, it didn't work. And then we can go back to what we're doing right now. And then I have nothing to complain about because, hey, we, we did our best. We try, We tried it. We tried it the best we could with the best solutions we could come up with, and it still didn't work. So we have to do it this way. Then it's sure, fine. I have no issue with it. Again, but... the the numbers just don't show that there's a player base like that. That's the problem. And we're on like the second most popular server in the entire game. Every other server has even fewer players, and their queue times are even worse. And then on top of that, like the only way I could see it ever working is if you did rewards and PA legit invested real money in like a massive marketing campaign, like a legitimate one to get people to try the game, be like, hey, there's no barriers to entry, come try our 3v3 PVP, one of the best combat system, blah, 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 whatever. Otherwise, it's just, we're just gonna have the same 800, I mean, literally like in the last time, it's like, I don't know, the number of people that tried it is so small, even compared to just the Steam population, the number of people is so small that even tried it once, let alone queued multiple times. Like most of the people on the list on the rankings were not people that played multiple times. Mm. There were just people that tried it once, got the rank, and now they're just in the pool. And that's it. And like never went back again. Or people that were literally were only there for the dailies because they think that that's somehow more efficient than actually grinding. So I don't know. It's like, I again, I've always been in the camp that I would love two queues in a system where we actually have a player base to play the two queues. I, I would. It would obviously be the most ideal... So then you can queue or not queue, whatever. It's up to you to ladder or not ladder. I just think like, I don't think a large enough player, amount of the BDO player base care about PVP. And that might always be the case unless the game grows. But yeah. I, I don't see them doing anything. Which like, I understand that, but I, I, 
once again, I just think that you're you're not incentivizing those players to even try it. You're you're not giving them any rewards for playing. You're putting them automatically in the ranked queue where they're getting yelled at from people that are like trying super seriously, super hard to like climb as fast as they can. Like, I don't know. I I just think you're 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 unintentionally, I would say, excluding like a lot of people from the game by doing what they're doing right now from participating uh, in a I would argue they're doing it intentionally to shoot themselves in the foot for whatever reason. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I honestly I do. That's just like, I think you would I think you would see like short like okay, so you split the player base up, right? But I think if you do what I'm saying, if you split the player base up and you actually incentivize people to play in a proper way, not in a fucking dailies way. Okay. Queue up for ranked and you get a daily reward because that's an awful way to incentivize people to play. You actually incentivize people to play both queues. I think you would see uh, way more players participating in Arena Solaire than you do right now. Now, is that enough players to have two queues? Is that enough to split up the queues? I have no idea. Maybe not. In fact, probably not. But at least if you try it, then we could say, okay, it didn't work. We have to do it this way. And then no one can say otherwise because we tried it. It didn't work. It's just that. That's all I'm saying. That, I, that, that's literally I agree. all I'm saying. There, I mean, I agree if they made it in more incentivized and people actually wanted to do it. Although I don't know. Uh, again, it's like, dude, the queue times, like if you were above 1800 already, the queue times were so long. Like we're not talking like five minutes. Like people were waiting 15 minutes 30 minutes 45 minutes I, i'm just like imagining a world where essentially half the players are pulled out of that pool and now instead of at 1800 that starts happening at 1400 or 1500 where it's like and then you eventually quit because i know like in lost ark didn't lost ark when i queue up it's like minimum two minute wait time and i'm just like Ugh, i'm just not gonna i'll just do something else and it feels like shit and lost ark is like god they have like five times the player base that we have and yeah. I was sold on that game actually having good PvP, which was a lie. <laughs> but I don't know. So, I just it's I, I, I don't Pearlbus needs to put in it, it needs to be more than just throwing in a queue, I guess. It needs to literally be there needs to be good rewards, but absolutely. they also need to do they literally need to advertise it. Because if there's not new if players, they, like actual new players coming back and trying it, like the player base is just not gonna work. Yeah. If they if they were to right now just add a casual queue alongside the rent queue. I it wouldn't work. I I am willing to say that. Like right. absolutely it would, have it would to not be other work. Stuff as well. You you have to actually incentivize players, both people that take PVP very very seriously and they want to PVP and the people who don't PVP regularly. Maybe they just want to try it out. They just want to join and have some fun. You have to incentivize these people to play. And Pearlbus is doing a very very pearl, uh, poor job of doing that right now. I mean, maybe when this comes out, because they said there's other rewards that haven't been revealed yet, I mean, maybe they'll prove us wrong. I doubt it, because they are petrified at the idea of rewarding player versus player activity. Yeah, but I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that they didn't push it that hard because it was preseason and had bugs, and like when the official season comes out, they actually try to get people playing it. But who knows? Yeah. So... Uh, to just conclude my thoughts, because I know everyone is going to be mad at me for arguing about this, I think this is a, a fine compromise. In fact, this is a really well-thought-out compromise for the situation that we presumably find ourselves in. Um, 
I, I'm just saying, I, I think that we didn't even try doing it one way before r- immediately writing it off and saying there's no shot in hell it would ever work. That's my only frustration. Well, I think for my, the... For, mine has for, more context than that. It wouldn't work because of the way the player base is right now. And so far what they've shown with rewards and advertising yes. is, is nothing. Yes. Yeah. No, and I agree. But I, I, I'm just saying that... it. If we if they really wanted to go all out and try and and make the two Q situation work, maybe it would work. I don't know, but we're the idea that it just there's no shot in hell it would ever work is annoying. Yes, a second Q wouldn't work in the situation we have right now. They'd have to put some actual fucking effort into making it work and some intelligent make some intelligent decisions for once in their goddamn life. But for the situation that we find ourselves in right now for Arena Solaire, I think this is a, a is a really good compromise. Nimi says, unless it gives 900 mil an hour, nothing will make me care. <laughs> there it is, dude. Um, I don't know. Anyway, overall positive, super cool changes. I'm excited. Um, I really hope that we get some news about the maps because I, I still don't think... I would say a large majority of players, at the very least, don't want the orbs in the game anymore. Yeah, and the orbs I, are much... Probably an even larger percentage of players don't want players to be able to run upstairs and camp at the top of high grounds. Well, yeah, specifically the orbs in the in the one map, right? Like, I think we're, everyone's kind of fine with the healing orbs in the Arahaza map. And the wind buff is still a bit much, but honestly, it's nothing compared to the stupid fucking orbs in the um, Colosseum map. Yeah, and the wind buff being 20 seconds makes it manageable. Yeah. So yeah. I even the if orbs. they even if they just changed the orbs in the Colosseum map specifically, and and nothing else, uh, I guess they still need to fix the Arahaza map. Hopefully, they have that fixed by now. <laughs> I doubt it, dude. I doubt it. I mean, I think about the <laughs> RBF crashes that some people have, and that shit hasn't been fixed for years. And I know they've like it's been on their minds. So there's, I doubt it's fixed. We'll see, though. Yeah. Um, dude, I I really do hope that they push it because I I want to see more people trying it out. Because I think there's some diamonds in the rough so to speak, like players that are actually really good in PvP or at least have the potential to be super good that and it would be just really cool to see new faces and new names like crop up and be like, dude, who who's this guy that's rank one on whatever Sork or what you know what I mean? Like just getting yeah. new people cropping up that actually are like practicing and trying. I think it'd be kind of cool. I, I still and think I, it'd also I be so cool desperately to, I hope Arena Solaire is is super popular. So that Perlobus can finally realize that the like there's a real desire for equalized PvP out there. There's so many people that would participate in PvP if it was actually equalized and easy to participate in. If it was actually fair. And I don't mean equalized as in T1 node war caps, like the fake equalization where the mega geared people still have an advantage <laughs> over the actual newbies. I mean actual you select your gear from a fucking window, just like in Arena Solaire, actually equalized. There's a real desire for that out there, I feel like. And so I hope Arena Solaire really proves to them that like people want like this actually equalized PvP, not the bullshit fucking 
caps on T1s or fucking Tuval or season RBF. Like, what the fuck? You know, for every for every wrestler out there that's passionate about two separate queues, one for unranked, one for ranked, there's another player that also thinks there should be two separate queues, one with full gear and one with this selectable gear. True. I And I think that's an understandable position. I disagree wholeheartedly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that that's a fair position to take. Like, why can't I use my real gear in Arena Solaire? Well, I mean, fair question. But also, if this is like a ranked mode, then I think it kind of has to be equalized, unfortunately. Yeah. I think most people would agree with that sentiment. If you're truly trying to make an equal playing field, then it has to be equalized. You can't use your gear in it. Yeah. So for the, the player number, so like I think the highest it went up to is like 901 ranks. But you do also have to keep in mind, and I don't know how many there are, but if two people are the same rank, it's not adding separate ranks. Like multiple people could be stacked on the same same rank. The only time that, I don't even know how that works in the top 100, but outside of the top 100, like you can have multiple multiple people that are literally the same exact ELO and rank. So it's not necessarily exactly 900 people that tried it, but I would be willing to bet that of the total amount of people that did a match and got put in the ranking, there's probably a significantly smaller number of people that kept queuing over and over again outside of doing like a daily. So that that's why I kind of hope that they advertise it and actually get more people to come try it out because the barrier to entry is so low. Like they made it so you no longer, you don't get benefit from the dragon pet anymore. They made it so you no longer get benefits from being in a guild. You don't get benefits from journals so it's like there's you literally get to just you just got to get level 60 and get some skill points and you get to play yep yep so it's like which is huge yeah pretty cool um dude i can't wait i can't wait just because the meta is already going to be so different hey, except for musa it's gonna be wild wild stuff um all right let's see was there anything else all right so we got we saw the new fairy thing that'll auto pop uh, buffs, food, Alkstone, um, whatever you can put up to, I guess if you have a tier five, you can put up to 30 items in here and check off what you want to, to pop. And then there's a, a, a little setting similar to Agris that you could turn on or off if you want it to start popping the buffs or not. So that's cool. Fairies will be able to get to level 50. They said they're going to give us, uh, enough theosorbs to do like three reroll attempts and then there will be theosorbs that you could buy through loyalties or something so we'll see how that goes hopefully it's easy to get they said that they this is the way they worded it they said in the global lab notes they said that with the new skill um they reduced the chance of getting one of the uh all the less desired skills so miraculous tier five and the weight and this skill are like higher rated. So they reduce the chance of getting some of the lesser skills to add this one into the pool, if that makes sense. So hopefully that means when you're starting from scratch, you have a chance to get something good early on. Um, can I just, can yeah. I, can I just, sorry, not to bring us backwards, but I hate this take. That crowd doesn't want to play MMOs. Then gear progression is a core part of PVP MMOs. I, I, Fucking hate that take. Yeah, I don't understand that. I mean, me and Reslar want to play MMOs, and we both want to play Solar with equalized gear. I I despise that take with a passion. I really do. 
I hate the take that it's the not, only yeah, it's reason you would ever the only reason you would ever want to play an MMO is for gear progression. What yeah, the th fuck? There's actually a lot of people that literally don't play Lost Ark PvE at all. They literally just PvP in that game. That actually enjoy the PvP. The, those people do exist. Like to say that there's not an audience for that is just I mean it's literally been proven false in a bunch of games. And and I don't understand why the now this the person who made that comment didn't say this, but this is where the extreme goes. Is that it's like, well then those people uh, shouldn't play the game, right? That's the extreme version of that take, right? Because I've heard that before. Is it's like, well then you shouldn't be playing Black Desert Online if you don't want to progress your gear. And it's like, why can't I just play Black Desert because I find the PvP fun? And I don't find the gear progression fun. But, like, the combat is enjoyable, so I want to play it for the combat, not the gear progression. Well, no, you can't, because they're connected. You you can't, you're not allowed to do that. If you want a PvP in Black Desert, you have to progress your gear. Fucking why? I don't understand. I'm genuinely so confused when people go down this, like, path. Yeah, what, what about the Calpheon 2 RPers that aren't progressing their gear? What about... What about all the people in Blade and Soul that queue up in that game? I, I literally didn't do PvE. I just PvP'd constantly. There, uh, there was a huge group of us that literally don't play the game. All we did is PvP. Because you could get to level 30 and start PvPing. Like the, I, I don't understand like the denying that those people exist. I, don't I mean, one of, one of, if not like the most successful PvPer on this game is a fucking gearlet. Because he doesn't like to progress his gear. Fucking hands. Right? Like, no, literally he all he exist. does, he just sits in BA or in fucking uh, Arena of Arsha and just fights on, like, trials and shit all day. Like, he doesn't even really go out and do, like, GVGs that much because he, he's going to get clapped from the gear difference. I mean, Dude, I don't know. Big, big it's, Krolls, it's you, you're making the argument. So what? what is your threshold for those people what don't matter because there's just not enough of them for you, in your opinion? Like, literally, Armin was that way for a long time. And guess what? Ar Armin literally just wanted a PvP. If he could just PvP all day, like, yeah. So so then what was the original point? W what is the argument? I, I guess I don't... Maybe I'm misunderstanding. Like, Flannels? Like, Flannels doesn't grind or progress his gear. Armin, for a long time, really kind of didn't. And probably if there was this Q system, maybe he never would have. Uh, McHands doesn't. There's a ton of Bear doesn't. Bear literally is just speaking, not logged I'm down to the speaking, game. I'm speaking out against people that want everything equalized. So let's count the things that are equalized. Arena, Solaire. No, All right, no, that's no. the end. Okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I'm with you if people want everything equalized. Sure. I don't think that there's very many people that think everything in the whole game should be equalized, though. I can't, Norelio. We're, doing, we're recording right now, Norelio. Shouldn't you be showering? Isn't this about the time yeah, you start taking a shower? <laughs> I, I, it's just like, well, everything's... These people want everything equalized. No, we just want the ability to fight with some equalized gear. We're not saying that everything... I'm not declaring that Siege needs to be equalized. I'm not declaring Node War needs to be equalized. I'm saying the fake equalization that we have right now... And it's fake equalization. It's not actual equalization. Could be better improved 
to being what Arena Solaire has, actual equalization. And that would not change the non-equalized PvP in any fucking way whatsoever. You would still have your unequalized PvP that a lot of people, if not the majority of people, would participate in. Right. But like, why, why, why are I? I, I don't understand What's why me? you're trying to deny equalized PvP from the people who want it, from the people who just enjoy the combat and don't enjoy running in circles for two thousand hours. It's so confusing. Why yeah. is it a you prerequisite know, that I run in a circle for 2,000 hours? This is really the core of my problem with this whole fucking argument. If I could get rewarded, actually rewarded, for PvP, like, I wouldn't have that much of a problem with the argument that you have to progress your gear to participate in PvP. I can't stand the fact that to participate in what these people would consider actual PvP, gear progression PvP, I have to not pvp first i have to run in a fucking circle for two thousand hours and roll the dice and hope that i get lucky before i'm able to participate in quote-unquote normal pvp what these people would consider normal pvp i fucking Wait, can't what, stand what, what rolled roll the dice on what on enhancements oh you either no, have no, to, no you don't you, enhance what are you doing man you either have to run in so that, but that's what I'm saying though. So you can run in circles for 200 hours and roll the dice, or run in circles for 2,000 hours, and then you don't have to roll the dice. Either way, it's a bunch of shit that I don't want to fucking do. I just want to fight people. Only you can now. Yeah, but that these types of people that are like progression is the you have to progress before you can PvP. It's so frustrating. Yeah, it's such a god awful fucking take. I do think on a side note, I do think that the nerfing, like the way they made tier ones hurt the entire node war scene because there was used to almost be like a farm system where people would kind of grow in the tier one node war scene and then graduate. And now because no one even does tier ones, it just kind of not existent anymore. Anyway, I uh, also res just on a side note, I, I think I finally have proven that I actually do like grinding and I am weird. Because yeah, you're bizarre. Because I I got two upgrades recently, and I'm like, I don't even know what to go for. Like literally, I'm not. I have no motivation to grind for anything. Like I'm like, I don't know what I want. There's nothing like I really need. I think I'm pretty cool where I'm at. So I grinded for four hours yesterday. With yeah, no way, uh... just like eh, I'll just get some silver. I still enjoy yeah, killing. Weird, man. I still enjoy that's, killing mobs. That's weird. But you're not alone. I mean, a lot of people just enjoy running in circles. I do not. So, I, I think mean, you do it's like weird it. to you me. I, really I like can't it. fathom it. You deep down, you love it. I don't uh, like I, running in circles, so I don't like MMOs. I guess that's that's the line that gets drawn. I I just um. I don't know. It's whatever. I mean, we have Solar, it's equalized. I, I, T1 Node Wars, I, I all, do agree also, like, they're, the caps shouldn't be what they are. I think it would make way more sense to literally just get your gear, choose your gear through a system like this for Tier 1s. Like Arena of Solar, yeah. Make it actually equalized. But, yeah. like, not everything, like, this, 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 and like, he's saying, like, well, Rezlar is arguing against a point no one made. No one's saying that everything has to be equalized either. So like, yeah, projecting, a, I guess. 
Literally, no one who wants equalized PvP is saying that everything needs to be equalized. Right, exactly. So you're both attack. Yeah, technically you're both attacking a point that no one made. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. All right, new costumes. Um, maybe I understood this wrong, but it sounds like new costumes are gonna start coming slower because they're gonna come with lore. Did you read this, Rez? Gonna come with lore. Have you heard this? It says, I have not. I don't okay, know what so this is. Here's the wording. As the number of classes increases, more and more players are waiting for a new costume for their class. Pearl Abyss will be changing the way that costumes are released and want to try to put a story behind the creation of the costume. For example, they would like players to naturally understand the name of the costume and the concept designed by linking them to, a, to an in-game story. Whilst it may take longer to prepare, this new idea allows them to release a costume for two or three classes that share the story together. Through August and September, new costumes will be released every two weeks, and then from October onwards, the new costumes will be released in this new way. Okay, so, so they're literally just ripping off League of Legends then. That's literally all they're doing. Is that what League does with costumes? Yeah, with skins. So they have like these little like events where they come out with a skin line, which will be, I mean, anywhere between like three and ten skins depending on, you know, whatever, how big the event is, I suppose. So some event goes down in, like, the lore of League of Legends, and then a bunch of champions in the game of League of Legends get skins based off of that event that happens. Yeah. So it sounds like they want to do the exact same thing, essentially. Supposedly Lost Ark does that as well. I so here's the thing. Yeah, so it's essentially going to go from one class gets a outfit every week to... Every like two or three weeks, four classes will all get the same outfit that share a story. Or a secret. Share a secret. <laughs> uh I guess. I think that's what they're gonna do. Okay. I don't know. Dude. So I mean, kind of interesting. Um, if it results in less costumes, then bad change. But I know that there's a lot of people that want costumes that other classes have. So I mean that's going to be nice, right? I'm trying to be yeah. glass half full well, here. Well, for me, I'm not as obsessed with everyone having an exclusive outfit, and I can understand why that takes so long. So I'm okay with them being like, look, if you look at the technical number, like how often your particular class will get a new costume, if that number goes up, because some of these costumes are going to be released for two or three classes instead of just one, then I'm, I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like let's say right now let's just say they were following a once a week schedule this is only hypothetically speaking whatever they do might end up being just horrible anyway so who knows but hypothetically speaking let's say they normally release one new costume per class per week so 24 classes means you get a new costume every 24 weeks if this now means every three weeks five classes get a new costume but it's the same costume now the number of costumes that your class is going to get over the course of 24 weeks is going to be increased, right? Because they're technically releasing it to more classes. But it's not going to be as exclusive. So it doesn't bother me that much if it means we get more outfit options. But if we don't, then I don't really know. If it ends up just being slower, then I'm, I don't know why we need a story. Yeah. If it results in less costumes coming out over time, then... I it not not a good change I would say, um, but yeah if it if it results in more even if it's the same for like different classes coming out then eh, sure fine 
I, I'm sure the I'm sure the lore people will enjoy the lore of it. Yeah. Um, the Node War Conquest change, this is also really cool. You can go through, choose the guilds that you're at war with, and select the colors you want their names to be manually. I like this. I think this is cool. And this will allow, like, coordination between, like, whatever. Uh, I don't know. I guess, like, between guilds. You can have other guilds, like, do the same colors or whatever if you're, like, allied with people. But, yeah, this is cool. Because the random colors made it so it's, like, some people can't see... Uh, especially if like you have any colorblind issues, it's like, well, RNG says I don't get to see the enemies today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, so this is really cool that you get to manually select this stuff. Um, and then the inventory is going to be more. You're going to be allowed to organize it into subcategories and stuff, which is pretty cool. Which can we still do the old? inventory because i, I kind of hate that yes so you see in the top right of this image i don't know if you could see the image but there's three lines and then there's the four squares i think the four squares is going to be the normal version and then the three lines will be this new sorted version so okay I cool i think it'll be kind of like the uh the marketplace which i know no one changes this once you've done it once but the marketplace lets you do the list view or the four squares i wonder what animal uses the list view yeah. Actually, the list view looks nicer. It's just like feels like I have to scroll forever, though. Yeah, it's less. Uh, it's less like efficient. Yeah, because I I can see why people would like being able to like have all their items separated in their inventory, like like grouped together by like category or whatever. So I can understand why that would be a good change for some people, but I personally hate the shit out of it. So. <laughs> Don't take away my ability to just have it all in one place, please. Thank you. Oh, Enlave, do you have a link to that? Enlave did an English version of the stream on Wednesday if people want clarification. Of the dev the dev talk stream, right? I actually didn't see that. Yeah, if you have a link to that, uh, we'll put that in the podcast notes too for people that are catching up. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff, man. This is like a crazy amount. And then uh, we're getting a, a high, the crazy thing is to me, cause this is like, I guess it's just updates to existing content, but we're getting a Heidel ball in September. So that should be fun as well. Not sure what they'll add. I still suspect we're going to get a new dungeon because of the awakening, um, drag trailer. I think we're going to get a new dungeon, but who knows what else. Um, yeah, so there it is in chat, the recap in English that Enlave did. Okay, so, Rez, I wanted to ask you, with the um, with the class balance changes, I feel like the balance is changing so much that if we did a tier list at the end of this week like we had planned, we're already outdated. Like, immediately. No, we can't do that. We, we have Dude. to wait, right, until these big changes come? No, 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 I'm saying we can't wait. There's no because... way, dude, because we have to rank Drax super high, and it's literally about to get shit on. Uh, but And even PvE, like, dude, it was like, I don't want to do an outdated I don't remember if it was list. last tier list or the tier list before, but we literally did that for one tier list, and then we ended up waiting for, like, six months or something. Because we were like, well, well they're going to make changes any day now. 
Yeah, but we know the date of the change. It's two weeks from now. Right? Like, maybe there will be Sukuno and Striker PvE nerfs. So we can just factor that in. Although it'll be tough. But, dude, like, the way... The, how much changed, it's literally going to be outdated. I feel like there's so much change. Like, right now, you think the Drac buffs are, are good changes and the class will still be good. I suspect it's going to be terrible. Just as an example. Kuno, I think the Kuno change is going to be really good. But I need to try it just to see, because it could still end up being like, ah, it doesn't really do anything. You know what I mean? So it's like, I feel like we have to wait. I think we just have to postpone it for two weeks. Like change it to okay, but that's end of it. August. We have to set a hard and fast date. We, we have to. If in two weeks we get ready to do the tier list, and then they go, oh, we're going to change this thing next. We can't wait another two weeks. Because that's exactly what happened with one of our tier lists that we did. Yeah, I don't remember, but yeah. Um, I think we do. Let, let's see. So solar comes out the seventeenth. I mean, I don't see any reason why we can't do it like the week of the twenty second, August twenty second. We'll get all the changes that are on labs right now the day solar comes out, and if we do it the week of twenty second, we'll at least have experienced some arena solar with all the changes. And then if Striker and Kuno get changed, technically we won't have seen it. Kuno one, I should be able to quantify. The Striker, hopefully it's like obvious, but we'll see. I, I can't see them changing too much on Kuno, so I don't know what they're going to do, but we'll see. But I should know, I should have enough information that it should be fine. Um, also, apparently Nayashi no longer has a PC. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Hopefully think... he gets that fixed in time. Yeah. He said his comp isn't even turning on. He said his computer like was acting weird and now it won't turn on. So that's unfortunate. Hopefully that does get fixed. Uh, is there anything else? Anything I'm missing? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I think that's everything. Um, also, fuck you, oh. Aurelio. What, what did he say? I think <laughs> I complimented you on your casting. I take it back. Oh, because of the Black Star question? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Norelio. The the last thing, real quick. Um, Church and Villa Buffs, there's going to be a five-hour option. Thank God. I love this. Good change. Good change. Good change. Yeah, really good change. All right, we're done. Close this out, Res. Uh, we're gonna do comments next week, right? Uh, wait. We still had. Uh... Oh well, I guess he's not oh. here, so we're not gonna touch on that. Uh, we could talk about Awaken Drac PV real quick. Uh, it's a little bit better, not insane. I don't know. It's average. It depends on the spot. I think in a place where you can sit and use your rotation infinitely, it it's pretty average. Maybe slightly above, you could argue. Um, at a place where you need to kill quickly, I think it falls off a little bit. Awakening Drac PV is weird. Like, for me, the biggest problem with it is I, I think basically the entirety of the Dragon Blood kit feels like it does way too little damage for how slow the skills are. Every skill in Hexblood does more damage, 
which is weird except for the the big dragon roar which is super weird to me just because the whole theme is these slow big attacks in dragon blood and then fast quick attacks in hex blood so it's like why do the fast attacks do more damage than the slow ones i, I don't understand it so for me basically the entirety of the dragon blood kit feels kind of meh in pve um pvp is a different story entirely but for pve that's how it feels to me um yeah and then the thing after that was what i was talking about did we want to not do that or not well what's the thing after that uh the uh quick note oh oh yeah yeah well fuck man Oh, yeah, I yeah. know, that's why I was like, he's not here I now. Forgot. I forgot, I didn't see, I thought you were talking about the Drax stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, the hands versus shaky drama, we all believe started because of Nayashi, so Nayashi is a monster. Yeah, we were gonna, we were gonna harass Nayashi and make fun of him for starting a war, and, yeah. uh, it's all and killing fault. Juiced, but then he's not here, so. Dude, those videos were fun, though, weren't they? Oh, dude so much fun it's like classic old school video drama from back in the day it's been a while absolutely yeah no it's good times i think uh i think you had said at one point that it's like uh it's like the will smith slap but just for the bdo community yeah mm -hmm. which i thought was pretty apt it's a good time it was fun it was fun it was a lot of back and forth i like it was it was this whole like accusations of like, hey, I think you're a bad person because of this, 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 and this, and then a retort of like, well, prove it you're in battle arena. Yeah, prove it open world then, <laughs> pussy. And it's yeah. like, okay, yeah. all right, <laughs> this is interesting. This is a fun back and forth. It's uh, yeah. So Shaky took a really interesting defense to being called like a generally kind of an awful human being, and that his defense was, uh, I killed you in Black Desert Online. So, so that that was really interesting. <laughs> Dude, the whole thing was crazy. I it was so crazy. There was a lot there. I I also love that it was like, dude. I love watching 2017 clips of McCann's get get killed. <laughs> something about it that just feels right, you know. Take that, McCann's. Poor oh, bastard. No. Bet you didn't see it coming. Dude, the funniest thing, like literally what fucking killed me. So we were watching all the videos on my stream, right? And yeah. when, when we were watching the shaky video, the thing that fucking killed me uh, was so, someone types, God damn, shaky bay got hella receipts though. <laughs> like, dude, it's so like a video archive from years back of just everyone he's ever come across that he's just waiting you know he's just i dare you to say something about me i got fucking clips of you dying it's just so funny dude it's so his hard <laughs> drive has to be fucking huge um anyway that was that was that i, I i'm gonna give i'm gonna sh this is like awkward and i don't even know if this is appropriate for a bdo podcast but for the people that care I uh I I got engaged to Miss Frosty this weekend. So that's kind of big news. Actually, yeah. Yeah, like kind of life-changing news. So uh Yeah. The old What's the expression the old ball and chain's going to get a little ball bit heavier. Chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the old ball and chain's getting a little bit heavier here soon, you know? 
So yeah, I congrats, brother. That's huge. Yeah, so I'm not going to be allowed to play video games anymore. And I actually also said, uh, and no sex. So those yep. things are out the window now, according to lore. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so good times. It was fun while it lasted, guys. I was just letting you know this might be the last show you ever see. We have until the actual wedding, which we have no idea when it is. We're very naive when it came to, it was like, oh, maybe we should just like actually do it this year. You know, we no, no reason waiting. And then like anyone we told that, it's like, oh, you think you're going to get a venue this year? LOL, idiots. And we're like, oh, I guess we didn't think of that. Whoops. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, so that's cool. Um, oh yeah, brother. Yeah. We're going to get married. We're flying Reslar out. He's going to uh, host the wedding and be the official you have to get qualified so you can marry us russ either you this or this is Nyashi. news to me oh yeah i haven't told you yet i forgot oh, okay okay I this is you telling that. me right now yeah this is me telling you right now okay okay that's, you know hype, funny? Man, that's hype she was like she's like going through like a list of people uh you know like who who we're gonna invite and she was like are you gonna invite any of your bdo friends and at first my initial reaction was like what no and then i was like well Fuck, man, I've known Bear for four years. I've known Hunter for four years. They live close. Maybe I will invite a couple BDO friends. <laughs> you know? It's not that crazy. Oh, yeah, I know what or Kami said, what other friends do you have? True. Actually, invite, Connie says invite Musassin. He's going to give a speech at our wedding. Musassin's coming out to give a speech. <laughs> About how you hate Maywalls and Mooses. Yeah, dude, that is a weird dynamic. Just separate, separate topic. It makes me think. But like, I mean, do you consider your online friends like your friends' friends at this point? Is that even, is there, do you even differentiate it? I guess it depends like how close, but I feel like some of my online friends I've known for so long and we're so close. Like I, I literally, it doesn't matter what game we're playing. Like we still communicate all the time. So are, are they, even though we've never met IRL, there's no real reason not to, right? Like, they're still kind of just your friend, or do you differentiate it? Uh, I mean, I don't differentiate. The, so, like, not everyone that you play games with, though, and, like, not everyone in your guild is what I would consider a friend, though. Right, right? like a friend friend. True friend, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, you can absolutely have friends that are, like, only online. I mean, I literally, last weekend, I, I went to Houston to see a friend that lives in fucking Canada that I've known for over 10 years. Um, and I mean, like we don't play hardly anything together anymore. We used to play league way back in the day and then, you know, we'd play other games every now and then, but now he doesn't play as much video games as he used to. Uh, so we don't even play that many video games anymore, but we still, you know, keep up with each other and we still talk and whenever we get the opportunity, we still hang out. So like, absolutely. I consider him a friend. Sugon D's says, I have only fran OnlyFans friends paid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, like that was kind of like my my thought a little bit is like when I thought about like Bear or something, you know, it's like, oh shit, like I guess I have known Bear since 2018. And he's literally playing on my old PC that I sold to him. Man, how much yeah. closer can you get, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't think, so it's kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of one of the things that gets muddy with the internet, right? Can you really be friends with someone who you've never 
actually met before? I mean, that's just kind of a question. There's not really an answer to it, right? Because the definition of friend is really subjective. So, I mean, a lot of people that are older, like my father used to say all the time, like, you can't be friends with someone you never shook hands with. You know, it's like kind of an old fashioned way of of, uh, feeling. But I mean, a lot of people, especially younger people like us, uh, feel opposite or not opposite necessarily, but like don't feel that that's the truth. Like you can absolutely be friends with someone that you have never met in real life. Okay, a couple things here. Uh, Fox, you, it's an O-N at the end. Also, I, or is it? No, maybe not. I don't remember. All right, Crowdkill says, would you hang out with them if they lived closer? See, now this one's like kind of weird because I don't hang out with any of my friends, even the ones that live close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, only, the only friends IRL that I hang out with are the ones I live with. Yeah, well, so Maybe we'll go karaoke night occasionally. So there's that one, and then the other question is, Bear has access to your browser history. Isn't that closer than family? I don't know why Bear has access to my browser history. I didn't know that. So I, I guess that is closer than family. Did you factory reset your uh, computer before giving it to him? I did, but you know, Bear's a software developer, so he probably undid that factory reset. <laughs> that's true, that's true. His dad, his dad is uh, Microsoft or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Me and Kelly would be the cat watchers. Okay, so then here was the other thing. After I was like, oh yeah, I actually might invite someone like a hunter and bear. And then I thought, but if they're truly my friends, knowing that they don't know anyone in my family or anything, am I really a friend if I invite them to a wedding if the only people they could talk to is each other and me because they don't know anyone else? I feel like it'd be more friendly for me not to invite them just to save them from that awkward situation. Potentially (laughs) awkward situation, you know? So what you're saying is you are not inviting Baron Hunter. You are inviting me and Nayashi. That's what I'm gathering from this. So Baron Hunter were both invited and cut within about an hour of of, <laughs> of time. Anyway, so that's all. Yeah, plus if you have BDO friends show up, like are you going to explain to your family like, "Oh, how did you how did you meet these guys?" Uh, well, I play video games with them. Craig, I'm just, just gonna I'm just gonna say something they understand. Craigslist. Craigslist. They're, they're Craigslist buddies. Yeah. Um. All right, that's all. Let's close out, Rez. I'm out. I'm ready. Alrighty. To hang out with my fiance. You know. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you everybody so much for listening or watching. Uh, you can catch these things live if you're listening to the recording of this. Uh, Frosty always streams every single episode of the podcast. Um, you can find the link in the description, twitch.tv slash Frosty. Myself and Nayashi also occasionally stream. Also in the description, twitch.tv slash Nayashi underscore NA, who unfortunately had to leave early because his computer died. And then uh, my Twitch is twitch.tv slash NotRizlar. Um, leave a comment. We read all the comments. We're skipping them this week because I kind of have some other things. My day's a little bowed up, so I need to uh, get out of here. So we're skipping, but we read all the comments. We're going to read last week's comments next week. We're going to get caught up. So leave a comment. Let us know your thoughts on the podcast or on the changes that are going on. Um, yeah, thank you so much to all the patrons, all the subscribers on the Twitch channels, and everyone who's listening. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. Bye.